Thank you for the loud noise. Hi, I'm Riley. Oh, oh. Did we already fuck up? No, it's fine. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Um, so, hi, I'm Riley here, as always, with... Hunter. That's <clears throat> his name. All right, we're going to quickly go through this. We are on Instagram, the real Chillmart. On Twitter, we are at ChiliMarty69. <laughs> and we have a letterbox now. Because... Oh, yeah, we do. It's, it's just Chillmart. It'll have a photo of the funny Ryan Gosling man from Drive, as Driver in Drive. Oh, damn. Thank, thank you for letting us plug for a second. Um, okay, so there's a lot this week. I, or it looks like a lot in my notes. Maybe it'll actually go pretty quickly. So, what do you want to do first? What, what, what are you into? You want to just hop into the news? want to do some reviews? Yeah, we'll just hop into the news first. Alrighty. Um... Oh, there's trailers here. We're going to have to pause this for a second so you oh, can look shit. at trailers. <laughs> okay, so we got back from looking at the trailers. Nice little editing trick there. All right, so we we weren't planning on, on looking at this, but cyberpunk anime. Cyberpunk anime. Yeah, <laughs> cyberpunk anime. It certainly looks like epilepsy the show. Yeah, it does. Uh I pro I don't know if I'm gonna watch it, but yeah. Uh, well, um, there were, there was one thing that I noticed. They it was like for like half a second when they were talking, they kind of still had the same theme from the game. You know, it it it's how you live life. That's how you're remembered. Like that. That's what they kind of talked about. But yeah, it definitely looked like cyberpunk. Yeah, but what I hope cyberpunk would have been lots of gore and sex and <laughs> not boring talking <laughs> why is it so philosophical philosophical <laughs> yeah like light philosophical Ugh. Um, I might watch it we'll see though alright next up next up tar tar tar, tar. it is uh, I'm really excited for this I, I don't know how you feel though uh, well I uh, I don't know how uh, I'm not really a big fan of like, really artsy movies that try and go all in, you know? Sure, go all in. I'm all for it, but it's just not my cup of tea. Damn. You know what I mean by artsy, though? I mean, I kind of. Well, because, yeah. like, this definitely looks like... We'll get to what people actually thought of it, because it's screened at Venice Film Festival now. But, um, yeah. I'm excited. It's not actually coming out October 7th. That's limited release. It actually comes out January. Wide release. So we gotta wait <laughs> like four months still. Um, okay, next up. Empire of Light. It's a, The trailer does not describe this at all. But it's about Olivia Coleman, who's schizophrenic, dating a black man in the 80s. <gasps> and that's why there were people at the, at the front of the theater... Screaming at the, at the Michael Ward, the black guy. Yeah, but it's also a love letters, I guess. <laughs> and Roger Deakins. And Roger Deakins winning a third Oscar? Question mark. No. No. Why not? I don't give it to good people. <laughs> uh, white noise. Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. Don Cheadle. It was actually, and Adam Driver. Though. And, Adam Driver's gonna kill Adam Driver. Oh. Okay. The Sun. I hated the trailer editing. It was, it was yeah, it's it like was, a soap opera. It looked very okay. 
I hope, because apparently the father had terrible editing, not the trailer editing, and then the movie was great. So I guess maybe yeah. it'll just be good still. We'll, we'll see. But I think maybe my favorite trailer of the bunch is for the Weird Al movie. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just, I, I really hope everything about it is false. And it's literally just them making fun of biopic movies. Like, really badly. I, I, I think that's what that's what we need right now. Plus, I mean, look at this. Look at this font. That kind of reminds me of Bohemian Rhapsody, the thing that kicked it off. A little the, bit. The yeah. light, yeah. I kind of agree. So maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe let's there's hope. There's a chance. Let's hope. Because I don't think he ever actually dated Madonna. And that's, like, a huge part of it. So yeah. I'm curious to see what my my dad was actually the one who told me about this movie. I had no really? idea they were making a weird owl movie. He's like, "Yeah, I heard they were making a weird owl movie with Harry Potter." I'm like, "Oh, that's <laughs> interesting." He literally, I don't. He's like barely changing anything about his voice. He literally just showed up in an afro. And <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Um, what 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 do you think? What are you excited? Weird Al. Weird Al. I've only listened to a couple of his songs, though. Yeah, that that's fair. Like his more popular ones, like the one that's right here, Amish Paradise. And that's the, so good. And the Star Wars one. So, those are the only ones I'm, like, super familiar with. Yeah. But a lot of people liked him, like my dad, back in the day when he was popular. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope it's funny. The trailer was kind of funny. So, I hope it stays funny. Okay. Yeah. Alright, Dead Island 2. We talked about it, it got leaked, but now the trailer's out. Yeah. What do you think? Um, so you were right. They are definitely changing the tone. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so uh fuck, what was it? That's so that's that's what so the thing people were comparing Dead Island and uh Dying Light yeah. a lot and like I think what they needed to do was change, and I think going in the direction of making it, you know, funny, or, you know, a little bit more humorous compared to less serious is the right thing to do to kind of differentiate itself, but, um, I just hope the gameplay is different. I didn't really, they didn't, it wasn't really gameplay that much, but, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'll keep an eye on it. It's sure. definitely yeah. something to keep an eye on. If it goes straight to Game Pass, then I'll play. Yeah, that's basically what I'm. That's that's my standing right now. <sighs> yeah. What's next? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, the Fantastic Four director was maybe revealed. It, it's a, technically just a rumor, but Matt Shackman. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of 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 WandaVision. Um well uh I only liked half of WandaVision. Like a lot of the other MCU shows. What else has he done? Like nothing really. Just that? Oh, it sounds like a Marvel project to be honest. <laughs> yeah. now. To be honest now that does sound like a Marvel thing Marvel to do. Marvel thing to do, yeah. I mean I maybe oh, maybe because it was forced to be like over four hours long, maybe forcing him to do a two-hour movie, 
more condensed and concise, maybe that'll help it more. Yeah. Um, I I I want to have faith in this project, but maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, I just want the Fantastic Four to be good. I know. Like this is this is the greatest super. Imagine it. This sucked. Yeah. And then there's four bad, five bad Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, technically four, because the one wasn't released. Which, wait, what? The, the first one there's wasn't the, released. There's the, there's the two. 90s one. Yeah, that that one never released that officially. Uh, isn't it a DVD movie? I know people watched it. Yeah, because I think you have to, like, dig for it. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to look it up now, but... Because they canceled it. Maybe they did re-release they did, it, but they They did release it. it, because there was someone that did a... Marvel movie marathon and watched it. Yeah. So it's out. People it can look at it. Probably came out with... Because I'm pretty sure they, they, they canceled it because it was so bad. No, they needed they to, to keep the rights. Budget or, oh, yeah, they made it to keep the rights. Yeah, Fox So they did, just they threw a with it. bunch of shit together. Yeah. And then, yeah, they released it. But then they had the mid-2000s ones. The and they had the 2015 yeah. one. Yeah. And now this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Fifth. It is fifth. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's hope it's good. That's all I can say is let's hope it's good. All right. Next up Amazon possibly buying EA. Um, well, actually. Possibly. Um, the biggest uh, guy, journalist in gaming. Who Jason is like Chart? right almost all the time came out and said that uh, everyone he knows that is in the, sort of that part in EA, you know, that mm-hmm. financial stuff has denied the that they didn't, unless it's happening without them knowing. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not Fake. happening. Oh. Well, like, I mean, like maybe they did offer money, but like EA is not looking, they're not to looking be to get right now, unlike yeah. Well, act, imagine that like, bat check they would get. EA still has, uh, well, they they had FIFA, but they still have NFL. Or yeah, that Madden, alone, which makes fucking makes bank way too much money than it should. I, yeah. Like they don't need to make any other games besides Madden. But they do, and it makes money still. Yeah. I don't think they're they're not going down anytime soon. Well, I mean, Activision still makes a fuckload of money. Yeah, they but have Call of Duty. The, the problem was their investors just lost interest in them because of the sexual harassment well, shit yeah. that was happening. Yeah, that's true. So, and they made, and Ubisoft just has not made a good game in over 10 years. That's debatable for some people. Like, one out of, like, 20 games released a, a People year. love Odyssey, though. And Origins. People really well, people love Origins. love Origins. Odyssey is... And Valhalla are very split. I've thought people from, really from what I those. from what I've seen. There's because Odyssey has introduced the RPG mechanics, and you could buy XP for the the story mode. <laughs> fun, fun. And Valhalla had Valhalla has the season pass shit for a story. Story. <laughs> hey, uh, well, at least that Indian one looks. Sounds interesting. M- M- Mirage. Mirage. Yeah. The one that takes place in India. Yeah. 
dude, if that, I want that to be good. That means they're testing the waters for Prince of Persia. That, Don't you get it? That's actually kind of true. Don't though. you get it? <laughs> they're testing the waters for Prince of Persia. Because there's the remake that was delayed and we never heard anything uh, from Indefinitely, it. right? Because there was the announcement. I remember because it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. And then it's just, oh, it's gone. What happened to it? Who knows? Ooh, and it's just nothing. Well, they, they also did that with the Prince of Persia that was supposed to come out earlier, too. I think there was one they showed gameplay for and it just never showed up again. So oh, this isn't the only time that happened. Skull oh, and Skull and Bones too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that came out, or is coming out. Maybe. Eventually. And Sometime. Did, yeah, eventually. Um, okay, all right, all right, all right. There's a lot of news, so I want to keep it going. Don't worry, darling, controversy. Uh, there's a lot of it. Because, yeah, it's Shia LaBeouf, uh, o- Olivia. Wild. Wild, yeah, and... Um, Florence Pugh are all shitting on each other. Florence Pugh doesn't like being around Shia LaBeouf. What do you mean? Well, what do he, you mean he's a sex he sexually abuses women? What well, do you mean he's like a actual problem? Maybe a psychopath. Well, because like you said, oh, he's a method actor, and I'm like, yeah, but he's had a yeah like a history of abuse since the 2000s. Because there was. One source I read said she uh, she complained to Olivia about the method actor, like because he, he was a method actor, and just the way he was method acting was kind of freaking her out. Which I mean, honestly, because Jared Leto's a method actor too, and didn't he use sent uh, send used condoms to people? Mm-hmm. Dead rats. Dead rats. Yeah. That... And then Morbius, he just he wouldn't. He stayed in character by taking like 45 minutes to use the restroom and holding up production like a fucking dick <laughs> like yeah. method act but don't hold up other people for god's sake yeah like the and yeah maybe it was and then other sources were like because of his history and he was just treating her worse than everyone else on or set. maybe she, he didn't even do anything it's just she didn't like yeah his, his being around yeah. that i guess because, like, she knows. Just know. in general, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is just a lot of it is just rumors, but what we do know is, like, especially Olivia, Olivia hates Florence Pugh and says her acting sucks. I thought she was also... Because oh, there is a leaked video that she sent to Shia. Yeah. Where she's like... I hope, please work it out. I need you back. Because <laughs> yeah. Harry Styles fucking sucked ass. <laughs> there was that one, yeah. Yeah, after, and he, because, and yeah. he didn't want to come back because she didn't apparently give him enough time to read the script. I don't even know. That's why I didn't want to come back. By this point, like, I can't even begin to, like, it's, it's another will... celebrity feud that, Honestly, they'll all still have careers. Shia LaBeouf got cast in the new Francis Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. Right? Like, they're all going to have Florence Pugh still in Marvel, and she's joining Dune. Right? They're all going to have careers. (laughs) It's just annoying celebrity shit. All right, here's one you really wanted to talk about. The Halo take slash the vent. 
Yeah. This is where I just let you run. I, I need to I need to vent on uh, Halo fans for a bit. So a couple days ago, three four three, they're like, Alright guys, we're gonna release the roadmap for the future of Halo Infinite for season three and beyond, future updates, all the content drops. You're gonna be super excited, alright? So, um this is the uh roadmap if I can find it on Twitter, the roadmap here. Let's see, we have we don't have dates. We have November 8th through March 7th. We might get these within that time frame. A Forge beta, which, you know, Forge is the building the maps and shit. Wasn't that in the first Halo? They didn't add that till the third one. Oh, okay. uh, they did it with Halo 5. They um, Two, they released them separately because they want to put more focus on Forge. Because, sure. like, that's a, like a whole other community, pretty much. And apparently Forge is going to have, like, scripted AIs and shit. What? Oh, that's actually so, kind of epic. Yeah. And, Wait, um, from the new one? Halo Infinite? Yeah, Infinite. Yeah. That's actually badass. Yeah. I'm kind. That actually is exciting. So, and then uh, Campaign Network and Co-op Mission and Mission Replay. So they're multiplayer campaign, but only online. <laughs> um, you can't just do it locally? Like, so six co-op? years ago... They, Bonnie Ross, she's the like the game director or hat manager of 343, and she said uh, split screen is a core uh, element of Halo games, and going forward we will have co-op in the future Halo games because Halo 5 didn't, and a lot of people were angry because honestly I do agree with Halo fans on this one. The split one screen <laughs> is very essential to Halo and Basically, why it was popular in the first place was staying until midnight and playing the shitty Halo Three campaign with your friends. <laughs> that that that's that's for me a big reason why I got into it. And uh, yeah, they came out that same day and said, "Yeah, we're canceling the spritz the the split screen." By the way, guys. Epic. <laughs> Epic. Pog. Yo. But thanks for making another promise and breaking it. Hey, well, at least we get a free 30-tier battle pass, though. Nice. Battle pass. Two new maps. Whoa. Two new maps. How so many what, maps what do they is have? That? That, that's like six maps now? That's not that's six much of any. Like seven maps now? Well, how dynamic are the maps? Because sometimes there's like yeah. a lot of mid-slash-boring-tier maps. The but maps you... are really fucking good, I'm, I'm going to say that. Okay, well, see, then I prefer that. Yeah. that That's a, a small bunch of amazing maps versus like 30 mid to boring maps yeah because like you know you go back and play the older halo games then you're like yeah i only prefer like two of these maps out of all of these 50 maps or there's like a lot that look the same yeah or like this one doesn't work with this game mode or this one doesn't work with this game mode but with halo infinite all the maps sort of work together with they every game mode they have everything see i prefer yeah. that personally maybe halo fans don't like that <laughs> Well, they don't have the iconic maps. That, mm. That's the problem. Iconic. They don't have the iconic <laughs> maps. Iconic. Like Blood Gulch, which, I mean, you have to have Blood Gulch. Blood Gulch is so funny. <laughs> Red, Red versus, versus blue. blue. <laughs> um, uh, XP beta. They are XP a beta for uh, XP. Because Halo Infinite's progression isn't like um, how good you do in the multiplayer it's uh it's a like a quest system you know like defeat like 30 guys with Yo, so it's like the like a, it's like 
what the Game Pass does with their little yeah. quests. It's, it's like, like do this in this game, and then you'll get some shit. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what. It, except they're pretty easy to do. They give you a ton of XP, but people want uh, more of a like reward for like actually being good at the game, which is that's fair. In, in what my if you opinion, suck ass? it's like yeah. That that's <laughs> that's kind of what what the what this that so the the solution is why they brought up the quest system in the first place because like what if you do suck ass and you're just stuck with the shittiest looking spartan ever <laughs> like i'm kind of torn i'm kind of torn on that one but i don't know why you have to have an xp beta just a thing that has oh, been this in is games the, for 20 years gives me too much xp could you like trickle that down like, a bit yeah. guys next time um uh new game mode uh, new events, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two new maps, uh, two new more maps from March 7th to June 27th. So we would be up to eight maps after two years. Nice. Double? Uh, a new weapon, return of a classic weapon, new equipment, which isn't that bad. A hundred tier battle pass. Mm, Fortnite. <laughs> um, Remember when Fortnite events. changed the gaming industry for the worst? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Games that you paid $60 for now have viable battle passes? Well, Halo Infinite has a good battle pass system because all you just need one and if you beat that one battle pass, you can use the next battle pass. You can use... Once when you buy the battle pass, you have the battle pass forever as long as you beat the one battle pass you're on. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. As opposed to literally every other one. Yeah, and the battle passes aren't locked out like once when the season's over. Like you can, oh, if you can if go you, back to them. Yeah, if you join like season fifty, you can go back to season one. And then just sigma male grind set yeah. that shit. Yeah. Well, see, it's actually very. I vast see Halo fans are fucking stupid. <laughs> like well, I'm, I'm saying, just, I'm thinking about like the Destiny battle pass. That it's is. A, it's a $60 game, depending on which version you get. Well, the game the game's free with no DLC and locked content. And then you buy the Battle Pass, but there's locked content in the Battle Pass. Yeah. And then there's a DLC that you buy, but they put in the in the in the Disney vault or the Bungie vault. I guess well, they're, they're not. They confirm they're not vaulting anything anymore. They're so are they going to bring the stuff back that people bought? No. Well, that's cool. They're, Remember they're... when they hyped up Forsaken? Yeah. And then <laughs> people spent of... 60 bucks on it, and now it's just gone. <laughs> well, they still have the guns. Oh, cool. Like, there's there's one gun where it's, like, hip fire, like a revolver. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's kind of... Anyways, but yesterday uh, I woke up to hashtag Fire343 trending. People wanting 343 to not work on... Halo anymore, even though 343 was made to work on Halo by Microsoft. So who the hell would work on it then? Oh, uh, they're probably thinking like ID or like Bethesda Game Studios honestly, because these people are actually stupid. Yes, Bethesda's <laughs> Halo. <laughs> Bethesda's... Like, this is the guy right here who started it. This guy, you can just see right here in the description. Uh, Bungie. Halo. Bungie Halo. Bungie. Bungie Halo. Mm, yes, get the now Sony exclusive Bungie to do Halo. Bun That's unironically what people think. That's so fucking That's funny. That's unironically what people think. <laughs> people so are so funny. brain dead, they think Bungie is still the same Bungie from the Halo era. That's funny. 
They're actually that brain dead. Are they going to be the saving grace of Halo? Yeah, they're going to be the saving grace of Halo. <laughs> God, that's good. That's really funny. I can't imagine being that dumb. Like, honestly, I can't. You, Halo Reborn. That's a dumb title. That's such a dumb yep. title. <gasps> um... You just fucking wanted to bring it up. Well, the the problem is I, I get what a lot of these people are coming from because honestly seeing all this stuff that they promised that will come out by the end of the year get fucking delayed to next year. Well, imagine... It, like, really brings up questions like what's really going on behind the scenes. Okay, but also... I mean, people still have, like, Lorona and shit. People yeah. think it's just gone now. I mean, it's, it's not. Right? But then, like, also... also it's a massive game. I'm yeah, assuming they have to... With a brand new engine. Like, literally straight out of the oven. Damn. One, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to immediately jump to the conclusion that something sus is happening. Like, I don't know. Like, if anything sus is going on, I, I just think it's 343 is still getting used to using the new engine. Sure. And, honestly, they could... If they're having issues getting started with the engine, just call in someone who has engine experience, like the Coalition. They work with the Gears of War. They know how engines work, because they help Epic make uh, Unreal Engine. Oh, sure. So yeah, yeah. They, they, I think they help them. Otherwise, they're very familiar with how sure. engines work. And that's the point. But this dude who started this, you know, this Fire 343, I, I, I hope he knows that a bunch of 343 employees just got a bunch of death threats. Mm. I, I hope he's aware. That's... Like, um, and you know, Ninja went on vacation, you know? The, the streamer. I, he tweeted I about it. it. It was really cringe. But one of the community manager of Halo was like, yeah, get some rest, bro. And then all the comments were like, what? The... Go work on Halo Infinite instead of going on Twitter. He's the community manager. Imagine <laughs> not understanding that there's social media people that they hire as opposed to the people that slave 70 hours a week <laughs> working or like on the coding. Oh when when they when they announced they were taking a holiday vacation, oh my god, the community was in a frenzy. Why aren't they working on my game for holiday season? Imagine people going to their family during the holidays. And <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you this 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 bitch here. This dude this dude literally grinds my You know what really look grinds at this fucking my slappable fucking face. Oh that oh look at that. Oh yeah I literally wanna go through the fucking screen and give him a huge <laughs> fucking slap and tell him to fucking grow the fuck up because we're not <laughs> going back to the Halo 3 era. Oh my god. All the Halo content creators and the big guys who are like really popular they're like the they're like the drunk forty year old guy at the bar who reminisces about the high school days oh. of how they were the all star quarterback. Yeah, you were good when you were a kid at Halo when Halo was popular. The truth is, a lot of franchises and movies or games they only go through their golden age once, and most likely will never go through it again unless it's Minecraft. Marvel. <laughs> it's Minecraft. Yeah, Marvel. Marvel will go go through it. Stop going through its golden age eventually. They've I mean, stopped. They already did. <laughs> they already did. God, see, there's there's people like that in like the community of like everywhere, right? You look at 
Twitter and there's like the Marvel people. Like Matt Ramos. Oh what my fucking God. <laughs> idiot. What a, what a fucking idiot, bro. Jesus Christ. Or like, yeah. I get what you mean, though. The moral of the story is fandom's dumb. Yeah. I think it's the glasses that sell it. <laughs> it's yeah. the glasses that sell it for me. There, there is one thing. One of my more, one of the more chill content creators who's kind of like, yeah, Halo Infinite, yeah, it's got its problems, but we should still look forward to the future. You know, he's like, you know, um, we should get, uh, get our minds off of it. Maybe Microsoft should give Halo to another smaller studio to make a nice little spinoff. You know, like um, Halo Wars. You like, yeah, Bungie gave. Well, Bungie actually hated Halo Wars, I think, but, you know, Microsoft gave the rights to Creative Assembly, who was made RTSs. You know, do something like that, like... Halo Wars 3? Yeah, probably not, because <laughs> Halo Wars never sold well. Oh, damn. Even but, with the Halo yeah, IP attached to it? Because it was RTS. Well, and RTS the people that don't so well. know that, yeah. you know, the grannies are like, Oh, my kid wants Halo! <laughs> <And> so <laughs> they bought Halo, they gave it to the kid... They're like, hey, wow. And then they threw it in their Xbox and they're like, what the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> like, I wouldn't, like, one one that popped up into my head was, like, a Halo narrative game. Because, like, in case you didn't know, Peter Jackson and uh, the head writer at the time of Halo, Joe Staten, was going to do a narrative-focused Halo game. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought you meant a movie. I thought yeah, they the, were gonna... the, the movie was based off of that narrative game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is get yeah, now mean, what Peter Jackson's 60 now yeah, get him yeah. to do it get, get him, back, him to do him it back. I'm sure Come. he'd be decently interested again yeah get him back do yeah. it well that that's all I have to say um that was a vent though that was like 10 minutes ah <laughs> <sighs> fuck fans <laughs> if right. you like Halo Infinite just fucking play it yeah. it's still fun and then the people that even hate Halo Infinite will still play it anyways yeah so. they'll just bitch about while playing it Alright, so you wanted to tell me something about the Game Pass and something slightly yes. innovative, maybe. I, I think You told is, me not to look it up, so I'm It is interested. very innovative. So they introduced a new tier subscription, but it's not what you think. Okay. So this tier allows uh, account sharing. Like, not account sharing, but like family sharing. So like, you know how... Netflix has problems, like, they're trying to trickle down on sharing the account and stuff. Yeah. Well, this uh, subscription allows you to share the, like, well, just, like, to add emails under that account. Oh, multiple emails? Yeah, so, like, you can, like, so, like, I buy Game Pass, and you can have it. I don't know if it's, like, multi, I don't know how exact it'll work, but, like, the point is, like, I buy Game Pass, and you could have Game Pass on a separate console. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's all it is. I like, mean, that that should be allowed. Yeah. Like, I know the, the point is, like, you're still paying for it, you know? Like, yeah. And they're, is they're this going to be included more. under Game Pass Ultimate? Well, or is it's this a separate a, tier? It's going to be a higher tier, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> well, see, I have literally no one to share it with. Yeah. So I'm not going to get it, but it's a good idea. Yeah, because, like, that, that kind of brought it up, like, if this works, because, like, Netflix will look at it and be like, Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. We we actually backtrack on our statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you buy this higher tier, and then you can share your account. 
We'll see. I just hope it doesn't get to the point of, like, only on one TV, and then, like, you know, you have to pay for every single TV. Or, like, every... Yeah, that, that'd yeah, be... That, that, that's, that's the thing that kind of worries me, but... Hopefully. Yeah. The hope. I see, think this is a better tier system than fucking Sony. I still don't know what they're doing. <laughs> don't they have the three? They have, like, the regular that's just the online. And you can pay for demos. That's the second one <laughs> above that. And then the, the, the big one. Isn't that just... What do they even have on that? <laughs> I don't know. See, uh, no joke. No joke. You can attest to this. Like, two years ago, I said, they gotta mix PlayStation Plus and PlayStation um, Now, which is their old games that they have. Put them together as one, right? And it's just one price. And then you get hundreds, maybe even thousands of games that are now backwards compatible yeah. of... PS1, 2, 3, 4, new games, the fucking Vita, the PSP, right? Just get it all in there and then have online included with it. So then December last year rolls around. We hear that rumor. I'm like jumping in my seat because I'm like, no way. Did they read my mind? But then this comes out and I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm like, I'm sorry. What's going on? I didn't hear anything on? since they announced it. I don't even know if it's there still. It's or if there they implemented still. it already. They, but. I saw on Twitter they added all the Sly Cooper games. Oh. And I'm like, that's cool. But I've never... I, I wish they did more marketing. Game Pass does so much marketing. And it works. So yeah, like half of their E3 is dedicated just to Game Pass. Exactly. That's why they got it. Go back and stop being a pussy about E3. Go back, for God's sake. Okay, so the only news, in quotes, I have left are just reviews that came out from a bunch of different stuff. Okay. So yeah. we'll start with Rings of Power. IMDB is really fucked. Yeah. Ron Tomatoes, too. The user reviews? Yeah. Well, I know... On Prime, you can rate shit. Oh shit! So, okay. yeah, that got that that's that was at like one star. So Amazon took away the rating, so they can like let it settle. Sort of like what Last of Us Two did. Yeah, they 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 let the game settle before people fucking reviewed bombed it. Um, but generally is good. It's not it, Peter Jacks. It's it's like Hobbit tier. It's good. It's not mind blowing, yeah. and people will forget about it. That that that's what I heard from non biased people, but other people that are like, you know, like nitpicking it. It's kind of annoying because like, oh, the swords are flimsy in the background. You see, and it's like, ah, shut okay. <laughs> but like some of the shots the do look good. Like there's a shot I see all the time, and it's like. Where, like, the main character is, like, covered in this, like, orange dust, and it's, like, all, like, Blade runner E because there's, like, a bunch of orange, like, atmosphere shit. So, like, they clearly use the half a billion dollar budget something, <laughs> right? so much money. I think it'll do well, but not as well as they think. Yeah. That's well, my In case guess. you didn't hear, Jeff Bezos' son literally 
went up to him and was like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> Jesus. And they're just like, uh, 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 I, I don't know if that was a fake news story, but I that would don't be, care. I think that was everyone's reaction just to don't when it was announced. Fuck it up. Like, I don't think, if you went into the, ex, the into, you know, if you had expectations thinking this was, was going to be as good as Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, you're mental. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone, or most people, didn't think of that. Oh, also, if you don't like this because it's woke, you're also mental. Um, okay. The only game I have on here is Last of Us Part 1. Yeah. What is it at? 90 on Metacritic? 89? It's still the lowest rated thing of that franchise, but like that high. Right? It's literally the first game again, and it looks good. Yeah. That's it. And now you can prone. Well, <laughs> now I, you can prone. I watched, I watched Angry Joe's review I uh, of it. He just okay. re-uploaded the review of of The Last of Us Remastered. He just literally re-uploaded the same vi- uh, review of The Last of Us. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, that, that was pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, like, okay. okay. I don't I don't trust him on some things, but that's, he, that's Yeah, he's uh, very biased, and his skits aren't aren't really that funny anymore. No. They, I don't think they were ever funny. I, 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 I thought I they were they funny were. as a kid, because angry 20-year-old versions. Uh-huh, he's screaming. screaming. <laughs> he's screaming. Now they're all older, and it's just weird now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to spend $70 on it. I'm not going to. I'm mm. not going to. Yeah, fucking $70 is, like, actually insane. That That is nuts. That's like, so... you could already get The Last of Us remastered For on 20. there. For 20. Or less, yeah. right? And, like, I got it for 20 on PS4, and it was, like... 30 when it dropped. So why is this 70 now? Like, I get it. They made remade the game from the ground up, and all these devs were But it's only hard. the look. They don't change any of the story. They only change game mechanics, kind of. They just added The Last of Us 2 stuff. And then the the, the, the look of the characters. I mean, I, I honestly probably wouldn't have minded if they changed some of the level design. Like, gotten rid Did of the... They? No, I, I, I wouldn't have minded. No, I'm saying, like, did they change? I, I think they added, like, more, um, more, like, plants and shit. Like, like The Last of Us Part 1, like, it wasn't exactly clear which path you took, like, that kind of level oh, design. Shit. So it was kind of overcrowded, and, you know, they added more shit. So, so they, did they add space? Did they, like, space? Because, like, a lot of Last of Us 2 is very open. There's a lot of shit to roam. Right, so did, did they do that for the new one? Well, from, like, what I saw on Twitter, they just kind of just made it not clear exactly where to go, like, part like part two. Yeah, so probably a bit more open. Okay. Well, I but mean, it's still the same levels, but they just didn't make it exactly clear on where to go compared to the first one. Oh. Uh, not as linear of an experience as the first one, I think. Slightly less linear. Well, I don't know if the pa- the shitty palette puzzles are in the game, though. <laughs> See, I'm glad the second one allowed us to swim. <laughs> Rope. <laughs> Rope. Yo, they should add more rope. <laughs> rope. <laughs> okay, alright, so now we're going to quickly go to the movie stuff. White Noise got mixed reception. They thought it was decent, but it's not perfect. And apparently it's like kind of messy in the second half. And I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> like, 
like if if you if you look at like the plot of White Noise, it's like it's a it's a it's a Hitler studies teacher in a post-apocalypse in the eighties. But then there's also like a religion or some shit. And like I don't know what the oh. fuck is going on. Wait, oh yeah. Why did I see Roger Deakins? You were That's thinking the other of, movie, White yeah. Noise is Adam Driver. Okay. Yeah. And Don yeah. Cheadle. <laughs> and Don Cheadle. I, I mean, it didn't look that messy, the trailer. Not really. I mean, I'm I'm still going to watch it. It's just, yeah, not very, I guess, loved. Now, Bardo, the new Alejandro Gonzalez and Yuritu movie. We fucking love Birdman. Yeah. And people the really like... superhero satire. People <laughs> really like Revenant. Well, his new movie is said... Mixed to straight up bad. People call it pretentious. People call it overly long. People say it's meandering and pointless at times. There are people that straight up fucking despise this movie. Damn. (laughs) Maybe he finally got his awful movie? Yeah, maybe. Because literally, no joke, every single movie he's ever done has gotten nominated for an Oscar. Even the one where it was in the Mexican language. Yeah, he might have just finally... He finally had his quote-unquote bad movie. And Netflix tried so hard for this to be an awards player. Because they picked it up, they, they were about to spend a bunch of money on it, and then it gets completely trashed. It's in Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, damn. Okay. It's, like, really low on Metacritic. Like, just across the board. And it's, like, really middle of the road on Letterboxd. It's, like, three. So, like, yeah. Not a lot of love. Um, so now their only awards player is Knives Out 2. <laughs> That's literally it. That's it. That and, like, White Noise are the only awards players they Knives Out 2. Knives Out 2. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Roundhead Johnson's gonna sweep. Yo, I'm excited for that, though. Or at least a trailer. Tar. People say it's very good, but some say it's kind of pretentious. Some people. It looked like it, to be honest. It's literally at 90 or 91 on Metacritic. It's at a 3.8 on Letterboxd. Like, the director has made, like, two movies beforehand. And people think this is his best. I mean, with a 91 on Metacritic, I would think it's his best, too, to be uh, honest. <laughs> so, I mean, that makes me just more excited to wait until January to have to see it. <laughs> um, okay. The new Luca Guadagnino movie, Bones and All. Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell of Waves. We, we gotta talk about Waves at some point. Waves yeah. is so good. Anyways... I thought it was only one cannibal, but apparently they're both cannibals. <laughs> um, it's um, they're gonna eat each other at the end. Yo, ew. Okay, so they say it's solid. It's not a masterpiece, but it was never bad. It's like a seven. Ah, basically one of those. It, got yeah. It. Okay. Um, women talking. It's from Sarah Pauly. She was an actress before she became a writer-director. Um, 
it's like another nomad land Roma power of the gods sort of thing. Ah, so it's gonna win. Only one of those three that I just mentioned won. <laughs> yeah, but like everyone thought Power of the Dog was gonna win though. And then same with Roma. Yeah, it's apparently apparently some some key words here are beautiful, show stopping, emotional, just just overall very loved. It has a ninety on Metacritic. Apparently, they say the performances are fucking stellar. And it's not like as like just a drama as people think it is. Apparently, that has, actually has some levity, and it's gonna actually be able to like get a lot of people to watch it as opposed to just cinephile ah, folks. Never mind. It's not gonna be nominated for anything. At the it's Oscars. gonna <laughs> honestly. You just said not as dramatic and drama. Drop they nominated in. Don't Look Up last year. Yeah, but <laughs> they nominated did it stand Don't a Look. Chat? No, it didn't stand a chance at anything. But, I mean, it's still, like, drama. But there's at least some levity. It's not just bleak. Yeah, and it's it's not going to win Best Picture. Sorry. It's, gonna, it's knocked it's out gonna of winning certain, Best Picture. It's going to win director and screenplay, probably. It's going to be the third woman director to win in a row. I'm calling it now. Got a problem with that? Right? No, I don't. I'm just saying, like, just wait until D- Denis you... comes back and he's gonna break the women <laughs> Denis. winning streak. <laughs> Denis, he didn't even get nominated for the first one, bro. It's he not gonna win, win for the second one. Don't worry, Star Wars fans will get their way and he'll direct a Star Wars movie. <laughs> then you'll see his true artistic. Okay, here we go. Empire of Light. They say it's a solid effort. It's not. It's like another seven out of ten sort. Like it's well shot. It's 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 a good tribute to cinema. Yeah, it didn't look like Roger Deakins' best work. No, but I mean, I mean it, it's, it still it's looks one, good. It's just one trailer though. They and it probably, was like a minute. Yeah, they, they they probably kept his best shots for it. I'm just Not saying, bad. I'll still watch it, and it's not bad. People thought it was gonna suck ass, but I mean, of the stuff I've seen from Sam Mendes, nothing has sucked. Except for maybe Spectre. That'd be like the one. But everything else I've seen from him has actually been good. So like, I've got faith that it's not going to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, last one, last one. The Whale. We saw the clip of the, oh of, of the apparently six-minute standing ovation. I don't know how you can clap for six minutes. But, like, Brendan was crying. He didn't know what to do with himself, so he, like, kicked the ground. Yeah. It was genuinely, like, actually really fucking heartwarming. Dude, I swear. Oh, my God. Like, uh, seeing actually one of my, like, one of my favorite actors as a child growing up take a super long break, come out of nowhere, then all of a sudden he's being fucking praised for awards and shit. And, like, and he's, he's crying. Like, Fuck. Dude, people say he literally should win. Like, he, people say he's so good. And then you see him, like, just be so, like, charming. and ch- I'm literally tearing up yeah. right now. I'm telling you, Brendan, oh, my, I'm so fucking excited to see this movie. And he apparently says, he like, he'll never do this again. Right? Because it was so demanding. He put, like, literally everything he could give into this. I'm going to fucking find that and I'm going to watch it again. 
Oh my god. Look at him! Oh my god. They put him out onto the. Oh. Dude! Bro. Look at him! Okay. See, see, this is why he need. Okay. Holy shit. Oh my god. Dude! Okay. I might actually start crying. Okay. And apparently, Sadie Sink of Stranger Things fame is actually like as good as Brendan Fraser. Apparently, she actually gives like a career defining performance. Holy shit. <laughs> so, you're saying an actress from Stranger Things actually can act? Is this the this is the is that the redhead lady? Yeah, you can see her in the crowd. Oh, yeah, she's right there. Yeah, look at that. I might have to convince my sister to watch this movie. To be honest, and apparently, so like Darren Aronofsky, he's known for weird movies. He yeah. did Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, Pie, The Fountain, but apparently this is his most like normal movie. It's actually just straight up like a drama, which he's like never done before. And, like, that, it's the most, of, I swear to God, if Hugh Jackman wins over this, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll be good, but I need Brendan. I need Brendan. Because of this clip alone, I need Brendan to win. Yeah, like, actually, though, like, genuinely, the only thing I hear about this movie is how great the performance are. performances are on Twitter and everything. It's literally just Brendan. It's just Brendan. Brendan. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> and if, if, wait, how, how young is the, the, the Sadie Singh? Yeah, because like, she's 20. Who's, who, when she filmed this, she was maybe like 18. Or who would 19. be the youngest actress to win? Supporting actress? Or su oh yeah, supporting. You, you know Anna Paquin, right? She, she was rogue in the X-Men movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she was in a Jane Campion who did Power of the Dog. Well, she did a movie called The Piano, and she won, and she was like eight. Oh, okay, so then it won't be. I was thinking, like, she, if she was at Literally, least there was, like, a boy a who was, like, eight or nine that won in, like, the 60s. Ah. Right, so, like, okay. back so in the day, off. they used to give it to children. Yeah, well... But um, they don't anymore. <laughs> they nominated fucking... Leonardo DiCaprio for what's eating Gilbert Grape. That's true, they did. That's yeah, I, that's the youngest that I was aware of at least. Yeah, there's people that have won at eight. <laughs> so I wish I could win a best actor at the age of eight. Or it'd be supporting. No, lead. I'm gonna win lead. <laughs> You're gonna win the lead. The You're gonna force your child to win best lead actor. <laughs> what? Charlie Temple moment? Temple? Who's that really young? Like, uh, was it like 40s kid, 30s or 30s? Like, right out of the Great Depression, there was the little kid actress. Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Her parents, uh, uh, they sort of used her as like a last, because uh, that was during the Great Depression. And, and like, I, 
I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was like always infomercials. Oh yeah, for like Shirley Temple, Little Darling, complete box set, and then it will cut to like her singing or something. She's like all of the all of your favorite Shirley Temple moments, and then I just remember a clip of her in blackface. Like, did you include this in your DVD box set? You, <laughs> did you include that in your DVD you box set? You should listen to the story about her, because, like, it's actually really fucked up and interesting. Because there's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to go into, because, like, a lot of it's inappropriate. Sure. But she sort of started that child star kind of thing, kind of. Yeah. You know. Well, see, I... Side note, I did research... Marilyn Monroe. I'm not an expert. But she n- did do JFK? No. I knew it. <laughs> no. It's like just a rumor. It's all right? a conspiracy. See, I just I'm now more concerned about the movie. When the first trailer dropped for Blonde, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to love this." And the second trailer dropped and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm still excited." But then I heard about some stuff and I'm like, "Okay, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt." And then I look up what actually happened, and now I'm, like, really concerned <laughs> about Blonde. Um, she was never, at least that I know of, I guess no one was explicit about it, but of what I know, she was never raped. And they're gonna have a rape scene with her in the movie. I think he just wants, I think the director just wants to see Ana de Armas, to be honest. You know? Do it in a different way, then. <laughs> Why you gotta do that? Yeah. Ugh. Any, yeah, no. Not... It's it's an uh-oh moment, I think. It's, a, it's an uh-oh moment, for sure. Um. Anyway, back to Brendan Fraser crying on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back yeah. to Brendan Fraser crying. Look at 3.3 million views. Look at that. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Look at The Academy's listening to us right now, by the way. Hey, listen. Academy? You should give them a win. Already made. We've already made uh, the decision for you. Yeah, we. If if you don't, I will hunt down everyone in the academy, and I will kiss you on the lips and tell you, give it to Brendan. Yeah, you, you go up to them. You just go, give it to Brendan. <laughs> give it to Brendan. <laughs> anyway, anyway, do it for him. Do it for the man who's he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fucking kick. I want to see the kick. Do the kick. See, that's what I would do. I want to know what the... And then he, like, tries to button up his suit and stuff. Like, bro, oh my god. Anyways, we gotta keep going. <laughs> we gotta keep going. He went from family comedies to, to the standing ovation. Well, I mean, who wasn't standing, standing ovation during The Mummy... Who didn't give a standing ovation during George of the Jungle 2? 3.9 on Letterboxd. 3.9. Yeah, well... It's happening. It's happening. People don't... People are so weary of it in, like, so many categories. I'm like, it's happening. Brendan's winning. See, 71 on Metacritic's a little low. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's not bad. Don't Look Up had, like, 40-something still got it so i mean i don't know what to tell you oh there's nothing on rotten tomatoes 80 look at that 100 <laughs> no not 100 anyways brendan is coming for the oscar and i will 
be a smiling child when that happens. We will follow him to the ends of the... I will cry like a bitch if he doesn't. I'll cry like a bitch if he does. <laughs> this man. Will Imagine his speech. Imagine his speech. He has to do like say a famous like the mum a mummy line like oh. the cat when he pulls out the cat. He's like, <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think you should hop in to Saints Row twenty. That's my transition. <laughs> That's my transition. Is you should Want me to do... hop into this game? Yeah. Oh boy. Are you ready? This to... is a long and a doozy. This is. I. Okay. So first of all, um. God, where do I even start? Is it good? Oh yeah, let's just start off with that. This is a very okay game. This isn't new for Saints Row, like at all. I played the second game recently. It actually has like. Uh, social themes, I guess. Messages. I don't know how other way to put it. Social but messages. Social messages that seem people seem to ignore. Um, one thing I can praise it for is balancing tone very well. When it's serious, it knows the it's serious. One? Or the, the uh, Saints Row 2. Oh, okay. Like, I'll bring it up with the new Saints Row. It knows when it's serious and it knows when it's not. Saints Row 3 is the worst written... One of the worst, worst written games I've ever experienced. It's just cringe. A lot of plot lines were just dropped. Four is funny. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's the best in the franchise. Don't at me. And Saints Row 2022 is uh, the uh, the writing is awful. Um, like like character dialogue or like no, the structure. Like the like. The, the dialogue is, yeah, sure, it's cringe at times, but sometimes it's, like, not bad. Because, like, the chemistry that the a lot of that the friends have, I'll admit, like, really isn't that bad. Like, it's actually kind of decent. It's actually kind of good. Not great. It's good. Because they, like, sometimes it actually does feel like they've, they're just a bunch of dorm buddies. Like, frat boys. Like, a, like, a, like a clicker. Like, it seems like they're a bunch of high schoolers who are really close to each other. But... Uh, the problem with the writing is that it just tries to be funny all the time. Instead of so, like a when sit. a serious moment happens, it's just Marvel. Moment. It Marvel is very Marvely. Like the late, like one of the characters, like her car, uh, the car that she builds. It's really close to where she spent a lot of time on it. Um, gets blown up because there's a gang, uh, and the, the the thing about the gang is they build cars and like she was a part of this gang and what they take personally is blowing up each other's cars like that's it's just part of their culture or whatever so they blow up her car to get revenge because she split off from their group and it's like supposed to be really emotional and sad and it's like just slow-mo it's just funny slow-mo <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like that car was special to me because i drove around with it when my mom was in it, when she was going through chemo, and like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> well, I thought you were just like the car because you worked really hard on it, and it was like your hobby, and you were passionate about building cars, and no. it's special to you because your mom had chemo. chemo. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> where was that earlier? Um, there is a really cool other bad gang. They're like anarchists, so they have like 
neon lights and shit, and like the boss fights are always like they stroll through like a flashbang or whatever that makes everything neon, and all you see is fucking neon lights. It's actually Nicholas winding cool. Refn moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's a tease for something later. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, I really like the art style. It's like western, but also like neon, like Vegas, like Vegasy, because it takes place in a in a place that and that's inspired by it. And um, anyways, um, the boss, also the main character, they try and mix the Saints Row Two psychopathic, where he just murders fucking everyone with no remorse and doesn't care to with the funny. Um, is it? It's not Nolan North. It's uh, Joel. Troy Baker. Troy Baker voices him in the three and four. He's a lot more charismatic, Charizardmatic, and Charizard and, and funny. And it just doesn't work well because, like, con- like Deadpool. It's like Deadpool. He, he doesn't care. He murders people, but he's funny. Yeah, but it's like not funny. Oh shit! Yeah, they're just. just is it the same constantly people? Constantly talking. Is a new group of people that did things. This, this is one. the same group, but a lot of those people probably aren't there. So, but yeah, because they would have made it about aliens again. <laughs> yeah, people wanted it to go back to the grounded roots, and it took its grounded roots, and people hate it now because it's back at the grounded root. No, well, the problem is it's not tone balance. It's just constantly funny, and it's, it's just funny. really annoying. Quotes. <laughs> um, but otherwise, the themes about friendship is pretty funny. How they beat the <laughs> bad guy with. One thing that does bug me is it's not it, it does, it's not about the corporations anymore. Damn it! I want to see them fight aliens with the power of friendship. I want to see them fight guys who hate the poor with the power of friendship, and I want to see them fight a giant wrestler with the power of friendship. Friendship. <laughs> that that's what I want to see. But no, they fight a cowboy with the power of friendship instead. When they they pair they they parry that they uh, parody Red Dead actually at the end with the with the with the duel because like it's actually like the same over camera shot. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> People don't like that because it's Western. It's not Saints Row, but I I just think it's funny because they make fun of Rockstar because you know that's kind of their roots is making fun of Rockstar. Well, not really. Otherwise, I'm gonna talk about the gameplay. Cars blow up with, like, two bullets, and they fly in the sky. It's, like, funny, because the cars are, like, really floaty. Like, just doesn't feel right. Sure. Because they fly, you know, like, and the guns are, like, actually, like, very spongy and floaty. Like, it's like you're shooting a dart gun. And there is actually a dart gun in the game that you shoot. Because you use that dart gun for... Uh, LARPing, which is the best <laughs> plot line. It's a uh, LARPing. That part, that little subplot, is actually um, Dune and Mad Max split. What? Uh, like combined, combined. Because oh like you g- get a car that has a giant tapeworm, a atta- tapeworm attached to it, <laughs> which is like the Dune worm, you know. And people fall over and they're like, ah, like there's custom animations for the dark guns and the uh, also executions where you like rip out their heart, their fake heart, and then. Yeah, they're like, no, oh, my XP. <laughs> it's actually that, that's probably the best part. Lark. I think. Very Saints Row. Yeah, Th- that part's very sexual. Like <laughs> tape. Well, like you, you know what I mean. Like tapeworm is one of the houses. Like it's a, and you have to go inside of a tapeworm. 
What's to the... get the tape, to get the magical tapeworm or whatever. To get duct tape to build the tapeworm. Or to build your castle. But they, that that was actually a pretty good joke that got me. Was like, oh, they, they, they just using this because they had no reason to use it after uh, uh, Nash, after um, Anal Cancer Awareness Month or whatever. You know, Butt Cancer Awareness Day. I, I thought that was pretty funny how it was delivered, but... Um, Otherwise, there was some pretty decent jokes. Gameplay? Yeah, gameplay, very floaty. LARPing funny. The cat is the ugliest fucking cat I've ever <laughs> seen in a video game. <laughs> Holy shit, that thing is demonic, and that thing actually kicks the shit out of the bad guy. That's pretty funny, too. The, the, the real question is, does it have Brendan Fraser? No, it does not have Brendan. You can create Brendan Fraser, though. The Yo! customization is nuts. Like, people are creating the Joker and Homer Simpson and a lot of weird, wacky shit. You can have a British accent. You can have a cowboy accent. You name it. I chose the annoying voice because that was the default. I'm a very default person when it comes to character customization. White guy. (laughs) Otherwise, I just wore a biker helmet because I thought it was funny. But that was near the end. So, like, biker... Fighting a cowboy, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Otherwise, the other half... I Imagine just Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I just wore a fucking Hawaiian shirt the entire time, pretty much. Hawaiian, <laughs> Hawaiian biker versus cowboy. <laughs> yeah, see, that... From what you've described of the latest Saints Row, the fourth one, that sounds in the same vein, depending on how you customize. Yeah, yeah. The Joker executes a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also I feel like, um, the cops, oh, oh yeah, the, the citizens can pull out guns on you, which I think is funny, because it's like in America. I, I, I think that has to be some sort of joke. It can't be a bug. <laughs> Otherwise, the cops are like actual psychopaths. They'll just run over people. Hey. With no remorse. Real life. <laughs> and they'll just fucking, literally, I... Like, the beginning of the game, I just walked outside of the starter, like, the starter home or whatever, and, like, I just witnessed a fucking massive explosion for some fucking reason, and the citizens are in chaos. Like, that's the shit that makes Saints Row Saints Row. The stupid AI running other people over, causing huge accidents, and people getting pissed off at each other. And then you just walk in, and you're like, what the hell? Then you just get shot for no reason. That's that's what makes Saints Row cool. Like in Saints Row 2, like if you accidentally take someone's car, they'll actually pull over and they'll like dial 911 like, I got in an accident. (laughs) And then someone else will come by because they're in a hurry and they'll just fucking run them over. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my god. That's that shit. So, okay, okay. Did it have a good art style? Yeah, I like the. Because it's colorful, but it's also mixed with the western. Like, there's a lot of cowboy Well, graphics good? I don't really care about graphics, but, like, the thing that does bug me when it comes to graphics is, like, facial animations. Like, if they don't look good? Like, if they're really stiff and, like, emotionless, it really does bug does me. Does dialogue match up with the mouth? Yeah. I think so. That's I my don't... biggest pet peeve, is when it's just, like, it's moving. Yeah. But, like, nothing's sinking. I didn't really notice it, so I don't think it's it was a problem. Okay. But was there any notable soundtrack um, stuff? 
Any new music or licensed music? Yes. A lot of it is new stuff. Are you aware of, like, In the Shadow of the Valley? In the Shadow. Yeah. No. That was really the only song that I knew. Otherwise, they got rid of the classic 70s and 80s mix. For new stuff? For, like, 70s and 80s rock songs. And they replaced it with, like, Garage Band. It's just not really... Yeah, the music isn't that great. So I just turned it on to, like, instrumental or, like, synthwave. Synth. Because, like, at least I could, like... At least they gave chill you the to it. Yeah. Epic. Yeah, the, a lot of it is just hip-hop or rap or shitty country music country. that I never heard of. But, yeah, they got rid of the good songs, like the touch from, you know, the Transformers movie mm-hmm. was in Saints Row 4. You actually fight the alien with that. Oh, my And God. they have... They have they have their same lines too. It's over, Zinya. You know, like, um, it's between you and me, Zinya. Nolan or, North is president. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you were to play a Saints Row game, only play the fourth one. <laughs> and pe- the people that complain about Saints Row twenty twenty two being woke, first of all, you could be trans in the second game. Second of all, in the fourth one, they have a parody of the Mass Effect romances uh, and how a lot of them are underdeveloped where you could literally just walk up to one of your friends and just ask them to ask to fuck them damn like any one of them and they're just like okay you can fuck keith david (laughs) (laughs) David. (laughs) like he's you're literally just want to fuck and he's like yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) it's God's sake. Saints Row 4 is so fucking good. <laughs> I don't get why people... Like, I get it. Cars are useless now because you can fly and you have super speed. <laughs> Did I ever mention that? No, that's... You're a super. You're a superhero, by the way. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah, I might need to buy it's Saints so Row 4. good. Um, okay. <sighs> so, final thoughts. Saints Row 20. Um, don't listen to people. It's not the worst game in the world. It does have its moments. Sometimes the really bad shit is funny. Do like you deserve 25% for Moist Critical? Mm, I think of that like a 25 out of 100, so like 2.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. No, it's not painfully bad. It's just kind of... Okay. It's very, very 5 out of 10. Like, because, like, I was very much looking forward to the soundtrack, because they have a lot of good shit in the older games, but it, I'm sorry, my music taste just isn't up with modern mine either. Shit, I just don't want, I want to listen to uh, old classical country that they had in the old Johnny games, Cash? Or, I don't, I don't know if any of them had Johnny Cash. Damn work. it. 70s and 80s or like heavy metal Epic. that shit or like good 90s rap mm, that's rare but a lot of the Saints Row fans have good criticisms like they the tone is awful like Saints Row 2 yet again they they have a part where you like your best friend gets dragged across the pavement for like actually like a really long time and you have to put him out of his misery like that's pretty pretty dark 
Saints Row 2022, you get buried alive. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're like, oh my gosh, my friends hate me. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> what? What? There's no buildup to... What? It's like, my life is meaningless. Don't you want to get... Did she kill Bill her way out of it? How did they get out? Uh, you. So there's a board game that was introduced in the third act that you play with your friends last second. And that's where you kind of imagine you're playing the board game with your friends and they're like shit-talking you. Like, you were never there for me. I just spent half the game with them. Well, the, I just spent the entire game with them. How was I never there with them? Yeah, that's how you get out, is you go through a trippy scene that tries to be funny, but it... She just appears out of it. Well, you, like, stick your hand out. Because it's not, it's not in a... It's not in, like, a... The dude just buries you alive, not in, like, a... Six-foot hole. Well, it is a six-foot hole, but it's not... Uh, in a coffin? It's not in a coffin. There you go. I was looking for that. You're just... So it's not there. like Kill Bill. Yeah. Where she just... Whoof, whoof, and then just like curls her... Yeah, yeah it's... Sorry, bro. Which, that's not how that... She would have fucking died. She would have... Don't think about it. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other notable things. I mean, I guess... They make it more of... A lot of the funny stuff is outside. Like how, like... Um, Insurance fraud is introduced again, which is where you commit insurance fraud. And the the lady that's in charge of the insurance fraud, who's a side character who only talks like a couple times for that side quest, is like, yeah, I can just run the calculations and, you know, enter shit in the computer or whatever, and bam, insurance fraud. And then, you know, you're like, no, I want to do it the old-fashioned way, where I just jump in front of cars. <laughs> and she's like, what? 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 She's, that, that's how you commit insurance fraud, is you're just like, no, I, I prefer... Just <laughs> jumping, hurting away. myself <laughs> instead of doing that. They have that in GTA Five. Yeah, you can they commit insurance fraud, so you jump in front of cars. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hate to break it to you, but Grand Theft Auto Five stole a lot of things from Saints Row. Damn, it's epic. <laughs> so, which a lot of people don't know, because Saints Row tried to be its own thing, but then people are like, "No, you need to be." The old you, the thing that we were criticizing you for being a clone of GTA. Yeah. And they're like, what the <laughs> hell? Fans don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But also, there's a little side thing, but Saints Row 4 was originally supposed to be like the next four games. But they wanted to impress investors, so they just crammed it in one. So eventually they would get to superheroes fighting aliens. But... They're just like, eh, skip, skip that. <laughs> we'll just skip everything and just skip to the end. We'll skip the president election thing and just skip to skip to fighting aliens and superheroes in a simulation. Just skip to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't skip worry about to the it. End. All right. So, what's your final note on it? Uh, five out of ten. Pick it on Game Pass if it ever comes to Game Pass. Do not pay sixty dollars for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright, so two episodes ago, I said we would start a new segment called Meme Movie Review. And I said it was going to be at Eternity's Gate. Well, I lied. Because A, it didn't come out last week. And B, it's not at Eternity's Gate. We're doing Drive. 2011. (laughs) Drive 2011. Uh Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, Drive. What do, what do we think of Drive 2011? <laughs> 2011. I you have to say 2011 after it every time. <laughs> I see Drive 2011. <laughs> on, uh, on Letterboxd, you can see Drive 2011. is in my uh, top five of all time. We have top it in four, our top actually. four of our Chillmart Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, I fucking love this movie. I have it a 10 out of 10. The soundtrack is spectacular. Um, the only, but the only good part, the only criticism I have of it is it's all atmospheric, so a lot of it's not really that good to listen to outside. If it's not the songs. If it's not the songs. Um, Ryan Gosling. Honestly, what an epic movie. Because, like... I, <laughs> The poster and like the DVD cover—it looks like a fucking straight to DVD action movie. Mm-hmm. Like the title is straight to DVD action movie, but the movie is not that at all. I think it's, it's subverts expectations. It has style. It has style. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it twice. I rated it a nine the first time, and the second time I'm like, okay, I've no. <laughs> not give this a 10, bro. This is, like, also one of, like, the only movies that, like, actually gets me invested in, like... A romance? Well, that too, <laughs> but, like, the the technical shit, like, the cinematography and, and uh, the, the colors. For me, it's the sound design. And the sound... Oh, my God. The sound design's so good in this movie. Well, no like, joke. For it being an action movie, like, a lot of people can just see it as, oh, it's an action movie. Yeah. Right, but like there's more to it. But I guess it for whoever you want to be and how you look at movies, it has it for everyone, I guess. It's like I showed it to my dad as an action movie. And he was like, Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a bit too graphic for some Which parts. It's kind of the point, but yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. but then I thought, well, I thought you would have liked it because it was, like, an action movie. But he said, like, it was a bit slow. But that's, that's also the point. That's also the point. Mm-hmm. For me, I find it so funny that this got awards hype. I, I can't believe that happened. Because it's literally just Ryan Gosling drives around, wants to fuck Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> and then... And then... Marlin from Finding Nemo executes a bunch of people throughout the movie and then it ends. And then people stand up and praise it. 10 out of 10 must have But like I I wish it did get more than it got. Yeah. So badly. I wanted it to get into score. Sound mixing. Actor Ryan Gosling, <laughs> but whatever, that's fine. Don't don't do that. <laughs> Either way, I think outside of that, it's a very good action movie. But it's also just a good like maybe it kind of a satire. Yeah. Of sorts. Maybe it's not really funny. I mean, some of it's funny. Ron Perlman's pretty funny. <laughs> Ron Perlman is pretty funny. I I guess you could see it as some sort of satire or parody but 
back to, like the literally me stuff you know like uh-huh. i feel like this is the one literally movie at least that i've seen where it's like you know it's actually not that bad to be ryan gosling in this movie because like he just has that masculine urge to just protect the one he loves like beat someone's skull like, in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty romanticized, you know, like crazy the point. But you know, I mean, so yeah, I guess we should talk about the memes of it because yeah. it's meme movie review. The memes are funny, some of them, anyways. Because usually they're like, I'm like, uh, I'm like the guy from Drive 2011, except I piss in bottles. <laughs> like, or it just, it's like. The masculine urge to beat someone's head in. <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> and it's like, a lot of... I swear to God, these people don't get the point. Or they get the point, but they just do it ironically. Yeah, they're they're making fun of people who don't get the point. That's... Because, yeah. like, there are actual... Like, the Joker. Like, there are actually people who think the Joker is literally dumb. Like, I get, like, societies against you, you know? How funny society. People don't support you. <laughs> But, like, nobody loves you, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But, like, are you really schizophrenic? <laughs> no, I just have the fucking sound check stuck in my head of Drive. Uh, Honestly, even though there's only, like, three songs, those songs are so good. Yeah. They're so good. And they play at the perfect time, too. Right, I, know. Right I genuinely the- thought they made them for the movie. Yeah. They didn't. But I really thought they did because it just fits so well. Especially the um, under your spell part. Yeah. Like literally thought that was just made for the movie. But I guess they just found good songs. For it. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like um, also I know I'm jumping around a lot but back to subverting expectations. When I first watched the movie you know I had no idea what the movie was about but like when you just saw the memes. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the memes and was like, it's got to be funny, right? When I saw Oscar Isaac, you know, he came back and he's in the he's in the apartment hallway with talking to Ryan Gosling. You know, I like you could you like it teases like the sort of tension between the two. Like, oh damn it, they're gonna go to the the shitty love triangle route. You know, like that's oh, what she's I thought. Come oh, back. I just thought, oh, Oscar Isaac's gonna go nuts. Yeah. That's what I said to you, and you just oh, looked yeah. at me. You didn't say a damn thing. <laughs> and it's like, and then when he gets fucking shot, it's like, well, there goes that idea. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, damn. We probably shouldn't spoil. Yeah, yeah whatever. it doesn't matter. Zero viewers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Does it? Well, because, like, it's been, it's been 11 years. Yeah. Just watch the damn movie. Drive 2011. Honestly, though, I don't have much to say, because there's enough people on the internet that are probably way more qualified than I am that have done deep dives into it. Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, every scene is, like, it goes, like, night, day, night, day, night, day, night, day. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's just literally just a stylistic choice. I don't think there's, like, no point. It's just, I don't know, it's something really cool. Also, Ryan Gosling is always covered in, like, darker colors. Like Except in the background the and shit. Instead of the yeah, just ignore that. But like <laughs> I'm talking about like filtering and then Carrie's character is always in like the brighter colors, like orange and yellow and shit. But then it uh as it or like the violence is always covered in darker colors. 
and then when he's out driving around happy and stuff it's in the brighter colors and then that changes halfway through the movie or kind of like flip flops because you know like after he kind of takes all that money away and then he murders people in the motel room whatever happened to that money the what money he just has it in his car yeah, he and had it in his car, and he tried Marlin to return from it. Nemo shows up and just yeah, stabs like, him. <laughs> in the book, didn't 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 the driver die? Yeah, or... I think they they all died. Yeah. Cycle of violence. <laughs> Cycle of violence. Yeah. I yeah. feel like well, it doesn't tackle that a lot. I don't know what I was about to go on, but I like well, I mean, the movie. Very I, I good. I guess you could maybe see it as that too. Drive twenty one. More like drive your ass into the couch and rent it. Oh, God. <laughs> like, he's literally me, though. He's literally me. When he's, like, working on car parts, I don't work on cars. And he's, like, <laughs> turns down the lights and, you know, the, he, like, looks up when the, the song's playing. You know, like, it's literally me at 12 a.m. when I'm thinking, like. Or when there's <laughs> someone walking down the grocery aisle and you actively go to the other grocery <laughs> aisle. <laughs> Me seeing people uh, from school at my work. I hate people. <laughs> Me when I see women that are my age at the mall. <laughs> the meat. See. Me when I see a woman that I like, but I'm too scared to talk to her. <laughs> Epic. Epic. He's literally us in this movie. We give it a ten out of ten. Although. Although, nice guys, Ryan Gosling is even more literally us. <laughs> literally us. <laughs> the masculine urge to be an asshole. <laughs> Epic. Okay, okay, okay. You ready for this, kids? We're going to talk about American graffiti. Aye, aye, cap. Alright, so, okay. I've wanted to talk about this movie for a while. It's George Lucas's second movie, and it's what he did before Star Wars. Not his best movie. His best movie is Howard the Duck. He he didn't direct it though. He produced it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> he pretty much made, made the Howard movie. the Duck. Howard okay. The Duck is... So okay, queso. <laughs> we need to talk about how influential this movie was. Inventing a whole new genre. Yeah, your... yeah, the the meandering teen summer movie, basically. <laughs> uh, okay, so it cost seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, or five million in today's money, and it made a hundred and fifteen million, or seven hundred and sixty-seven million today money. Damn, I. I didn't think it was that much. It fucking went off at the box office. Imagine an indie movie, five million, making almost eight hundred million dollars. Like that's how influential this movie was. So many people, teens in summer. Ooh man, see they. I'm glad they had it in the sixties. Yeah, because the soundtrack slaps. So, I wanted you to pay attention to the script because of the ending. Spoilers, because this movie came out in 
goddamn 70s. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But so like the main character goes off to college on, on the plane and then it cuts to the, 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 the splash card. card with the text, well, how everyone's the... fate ended. Oh. Well, there's the card too. Then. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, then there's the splash card. Yeah. What'd you think about that? Like the, the splash cards or with, the, with the, the text. Cause like, yeah, the whole, I guess I won't get into uh, it. Like, what'd you initially think when you read the text of like w- what happened there? Well, what, when I was reading, I was kind of shocked that they did that for fictional characters. How so? Well, like, you just don't see that. Like, well, like obviously, some movies do have that. Like, it's seen as a cliche to have that sort of stuff. Like, The Simpsons used to do that. Like, they had it for one episode where the dogs all graduated and they show what happened in their life. You know, like, that kind of stuff. Like, Or a lot of I just wasn't a, biopics have yeah. it. I just wasn't expecting to see it in this kind of movie, but then just seeing them also like kind of live somewhat normal lives after, like the one dude died in, I assume Vietnam or Korea. This he was sixties, so Vietnam. Yeah, he was draft. I or there was a guy that different. died like a year later. Yeah, like these are like normal people. Like when it initially happened, I was like, "What the, what the fuck." That's such a, and then it cuts to credits. So I'm like, yeah, what, what? <laughs> I think it was just to show that these are, like, actual just fucking high schoolers. I, so okay, I didn't realize this until I read a really good review of the movie, and it made me look back at a lot of scenes and remember it. First of all, this movie's so fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring. Well, I, I like, that's oh. why I was talking about John when I was, and that's why I was on my phone while I was, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I, I was pretty much only interested in the John stuff. The main character? Or the Ron Howard guy? Yeah, the, wait, yeah, the John, well, John was, is the driver, so yeah. Oh, the guy yeah. in the truck? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, he, he had the underage girl because he was going to bang, but then it's like, oh, damn, she's. Not old enough. And then he just drives. And then there's the car wash scene, which I thought was kind of fun. And then he has the drive. Yeah. The race with Harrison Ford twice. Yeah. And he hates the Beach Boys, which kind of makes me angry, but... (laughs) Well, he says, yeah, music died after Buddy Holly, and I'm like, that's debatable. (laughs) That's debatable. Well, I mean, the the wrong generation, you know. A lot of people say that about the past generations. But even they thought that... sucks. Even yeah. they thought that. Yeah, That's crazy. That. So, okay. But basically, like, my point, I guess, was, like, the the whole movie is about, like, it's it's about the innocence of yeah. these kids before adulthood. And this happens right before, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And, like, right before a bunch of shit goes down in the okay, Cold War. I kind of didn't think about that. Because it's 1962. Yeah. So, like... The, like so when the, the one guy dies a year later, you think, uh-oh, well, what could have happened there, right? Like, it, it's, it's sort of... The whole movie... Like, people keep changing their minds because they don't know, like, what they want to be, like, what their, their, their purpose is. You know? it's, it's that kind. But, like, it also has, like, 
I guess I'm trying to like figure out how to like construct it. Basically, like how, like, I guess fragile life is. Yeah. The whole point of the splash card is to show that like anything can happen, and that like youthful innocence, thinking about the future, and like just, I guess like structurally how it happens in terms of like oh I don't know what to do when I grow up but then there's the splash card of oh yeah two of the main characters fucking die one of them was like a year later in like a car crash and one of them was in a war right so you're just like oh shit it shows how fragile life is that anything can happen I guess also innocence in America being stripped away from people yeah, that's because of American graffiti. Get it? <laughs> Get it? That because that was that generation. They're the people that had to graffiti shit. They had to make the change. But whatever. Yeah, I'm just rambling on randomly. Um, I didn't think about that at all until I read this review. So I gave the review a like, and now it just makes a lot of sense why they did that. Um. It's so fucking boring. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's wish so I was so boring. Oh my god, this movie. That's why you have to make a good a good a a, a good um uh, teen summer movie like Super Bad or Dazed and Confused. Or Super Bad is personally my favorite because it's funny. But also I do like the theme at the end about how you have to let go of Crazy. And Michael Sarah, <laughs> Michael Sarah, because like this was the start of that genre. Yeah. Right, because like teen movies would never, ever, ever get into the Oscars ever, but this one did into like major categories. Well, that and it made a fuckload of money, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, let's nominate the popular. 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 The kids love this one. American Graffiti. It's his better script. Uh, But then again, two other people helped write it. Yeah, that's how the original trilogy went. It wasn't just him, so it wasn't terrible. Yeah. But like, nominating it in director, it's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about that. He's a connoisseur. Connoisseur. But yeah, he was a part of the. What is that group of? The epic direct- people. Is that what it's called? No, I don't remember what they were called. Uh, director group. George. Lucas. He was. A- it was. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't remember what it was called. Either well, way, let's just look up the members. Were they George, Lucas, Steven, Either way. I, anyway, anyway. Then Francis Ford Coppola was in there. Yeah. And so was Martin Scorsese. Yeah. The Brat. Oh, yeah, the, the film Brats. The yeah. film Brats, the film yeah. Brats. Like, this was a huge part of that movement. Yeah. 
this was a year after Godfather and a year before Taxi Driver and then two years before Jaws. Yeah, basically. This is when cinema was. This is when Kino. This is when true Kino, especially Martin Scorsese inventing the truly literally mean cinema. Anyway, because of that review, it helped me bring up the review from a 6 to a 7. But, like, that's it. I wouldn't put it any higher, to be honest. There were some good performances, though. Ron Howard killed. Yeah, I've never seen Ron Howard act. I don't. He was a TV actor. Because I was actually, no joke, watching some Looney Tunes. This... Chat, but like not the new shit, the old stuff, where they had like innuendos, and there was like oh yeah, people getting shot in the fucking face. (laughs) But like during commercials, it would cut to someone named Ronnie Howard. Like who the fuck is that? And then I recognized the face. I'm like, oh shit, that's Ron Howard. (laughs) Looney Tunes. Well, but it was like during commercials. It's like an old TV channel. They play old shit because they were, they were promoting the Andy Griffith show. They had like Mash on there, like really old, right? They they were promoting Young George Carlin. Like, good lord, this was old. But like, it had Ronnie Howard, the child actor, who is now. And his um, daughter is also a. Well, she's only directed one movie, I think, but is also a very. Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah. She directed a movie? I think she only directed one, yeah. She kind of. Thick- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She's, very, she's a very beautiful woman who has directed uh, the best Mandalorian episodes. I'm crazy. <laughs> Her own show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What what would you give American Graffiti? I gave it a seven too. Um, if I wasn't half asleep <laughs> the entire time, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Like I started it off really good, but then I checked the time, and I thought I was nearly over. I was like halfway through, so I'm like, "Fuck me." <laughs> that was me when I first texted, when I first uh, sent you a Discord message, like. I was like, what, like 40, 30 minutes? You were like, no way. It's not over. I'm like, <laughs> it's back. It's not over. But yeah. Anyway, we liked it. We would recommend it just for it being like old cinema shit. Yeah. But if you want to be bored, no. <laughs> Go for it. I thought I was the only one who was going to think it was boring. But... No, I thought it was ridiculously okay. boring. <laughs> But, like, I liked it still. Like, I can enjoy boring movies. It's just... Don't expect me to be 100% committed then. Yeah. Um, Alright, so before we get to awards shit, I want to talk about other podcasts or genres of podcasts just for funsies, you know? Something not related to media at all, really. Or, I mean, I guess maybe. It doesn't matter. So, I came up with this idea a while ago. So what do you think of, like, the overabundance of, like, true crime podcasts or, like, conspiracy podcasts? 
or stuff like this one versus people talking into a microphone. Well, I like the I do like the podcast situation because podcasts are kind of taking off in popularity, but it's I I think it's kind of a future media thing, you know, like it's like the next radio host except like it's a lot more chill and relaxed, which is kind of like YouTube kind of except a lot of it is I like when it's like not scripted, sure. Like the true crime podcasts, I don't like my sisters listen to it, and I guess if you want to listen to some bunch strange of shit, it's, it's really really annoying. But I actually made a parody of a podcast. I had to make a podcast for one of the high school classes. No, <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, everyone else was doing like, oh, yeah, here's a podcast about this and this and this. But then I'm the true Chad who like, did like, you know what? Everyone's doing true crime in this class. And I'm going to do a parody of true crime. A? So a? I just made fun of how uh, the fact that a majority of them, I actually did research on this, but Crazy. a majority of true crime podcasts choose... Uh, stories that have that follow a female because it's more interesting towards um, viewers because I'm going to say it because uh, you know women are often looked at to be a more of the feminine you know well obviously the more feminine one and they're like you know like it's victims. it's very victims yes like, I know it's it's sad to say, but, like, psychologically, that's just what people are Well, see, that's why there's to. an entire podcast dedicated to female killers. And uh, female killers. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's uh, a funny Trevor Wallace video. He's a comedian. Like, he's, like, a YouTuber. I'll have to show you some of his stuff. But he did, like, a parody of, like, podcasts where it's, like, the most absurd and random shit in existence. And, like, the people that listen to it. And the main guy that listens to the podcast is, like, I have not had sex in three years. (laughs) And then he's just, he's just, like, I never leave my house. (laughs) It's, like, all I, it's, like. I started this new podcast. I'm only nine hours in, though, so we'll see what happens. And I'm like, what the fuck? Nine <laughs> hours? <laughs> Jesus. So if you're this deep into our podcast, good job. Thank you. But you don't have to. You don't have to. We don't want to. But, like, if, if you're nine hours invested, like, I feel like that's... I mean... Maybe if you're, like, doing yard work or something and you have an earbud in. And you've that's actually been out there for, like, 12 hours. That's what know. I do. That, that's, I, I, I could see that. But Dude. if you're just sitting down at your computer and just, listen just to listening it. to it, yeah, there's got to be something wrong with you. Like, or like, I'm sorry. I, I did. I listened to an audiobook, but it was, like, a generic fantasy novel. <laughs> it was, like, it was, it was free on... Dark elves and high elves and no, humans no, 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 and dwarves. No, 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 no. So, okay, okay. So, it it was called, uh, oh, it was something really fucking stupid. I'll have to look it up. The darkness rises again. No, 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 no. 
So he Kingdom of Darkness. <laughs> Stop. Kingdom of the Light. <laughs> New Audiobooks. Kingdom of Horses. The Lost Prince. The Lost Prince? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> no, not the, the Lost... The Princess of Yagabonden. <laughs> what does that even mean? The Princess and the Prince of Yagabaga. Uh, oh, what is... Ah, uh, uh, God damn it. I'm, I'm gonna get so pissed now that I don't know it. The Shadow over Castle Oh my Rock. god, okay, 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 okay. So it's this series called... The Sorcerer's Ring. The Sorcerer's <laughs> Ring. The Sorcerer's the first, Apprentice. The first book is called A Quest of Heroes. And literally every other book is a blank of blank. <laughs> literally. And no joke. Dead ass. This has 17 entries. How the fuck? A Chad and <laughs> Chains. A, t- a March of Kings. A Fate of Dragons. <laughs> The gift of battle, a, a fate, cry of honor, a fate of dragons. What the fuck? <laughs> a charge of valor, a right of swords. <laughs> what the? What is this? That's actually fucking awful. A grant of arms. <laughs> Why can't you have good fantasy titles like Dragon Age Origins? Why is there origins in the title? I don't know. An Oath of Brothers, A Dream of Mortals, A Joust of Knights. I gotta skip to that one. A Joust of Knights? Holy shit. A Rule of Queens, A Land of Fire, A Reign of Steel, A Sea of Shields, A Sky of Spells, A Vow of Glory? What the fuck? Does the series ever end? It ended at the 17th part. What's What's the 17th one called? It's A Gift of Battle. That's or the, the gift of battle. It's the only you... one that changes. It's the blank of blank instead of a blank of blank. Oh. It changes. It's symbolic. <laughs> it's symbolic. This person was probably trying to get like movies. Dude, Just think about that. The guy that writes this, Morgan Rice. Oh my god, he literally. This guy, fuck. <laughs> this guy rubs me the wrong way. He is a. Look at this shit. Look at this. All it How could is, you write is Morgan Rice. How could you write so much books? And it's literally the same fantasy shit. It's literally the same fantasy shit. So there's like that saga that I just went through. But then there's another saga called Kings and Sorcerers. Why would you have a second fantasy series also with sorcerers in the title? It's a spin-off. <laughs> Rise of the Dragon. Oh my oh, gosh, I... I wonder what that means. <laughs> then there's Rise of the Valiant, Night of the Bold, A Realm of Shadows. Don't get confused with the a blank of blank. Don't don't get confused. Why? A for of a forge of valor. Don't get confused. It's not a part of the other one that also has sorcerer in the title that has the a uh, blank of. Why blank. is it so hard to think of good titles? Like, <laughs> would you not? Would you not want to read a book called The Elder Scrolls Two Daggerfall? Bro, I'd read a book like. Well, just have the, 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 the I don't want to slap read. the two on it. Uh the a uh, blank of blank. 
Oh, here's another one. Here's here's the of crowns and glory. Here's oh. It sounds like a <laughs> like a shitty heavy metal song from like the early two thousands. <laughs> of crowns and glory. I could actually see. Oh, but that's the name of the saga. The first book of of crowns and glory is slave warrior queen. That sounds like a heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> song album actually oh my god and then oh there's eight books in this one mm, cool here here we have rogue prisoner princess there's a bunch of commas night air prince there's a bunch of commas why <laughs> 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 did you put commas in the title of anything rebel pawn king what the fuck soldier brother sorcerer Hero Trader Daughter. Ruler Rival Exile. That doesn't even make sense. Oh my god. Victor Vanquished Son. I swear to god. This guy's having a stroke. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Oh, here's another fantasy saga series. Here we go. Oliver Blue and the School for Seers. Oliver Blue. <laughs> you have to use like... The oh. fact that he's using just a generic, actual, real-life name in a fantasy world kind of drives me nuts. The first one's The Magic Factory, The Orb of Chondra, The Obsidians, The Scepter of Fire. I swear to God. The Scepter of the Fire. The Scepter of Fire. You must get the Scepter of Fire from the tower. Oh, but it's not just fantasy. No. Sci-fi? Mm, no, 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 no. The ship. The stars. <clears throat> the Vampire Diaries. Twelve novels. <laughs> like like the show or No, different. He just stole the name <laughs> and is profiting up. <laughs> Honestly, he's kinda smart, not gonna lie. Here we go. But all of these are just one word titles. The <laughs> The <laughs> Turned, loved, betrayed, destined, desired, betrothed, vowed, found, resurrected, craved, faded, and obsessed. I'm sorry. Did you not just say obsessed? <laughs> yeah, I... Mm. Oh, here's another fantasy series. Oh, I forgot to mention this one. Oh, how many are in there? Oh, another eight books. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Oh, it has another a blank for blank. Ooh, it's slightly different because it's four now. <laughs> a throne for sisters. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me? A court for thieves. A song for orphans. A dirge for princess. What? <laughs> a, dirge. <laughs> a dirge for princess? No, for princes. A jewel for royals, a kiss for queens, a crown for assassins, a clasp for heirs. That's how you're gonna. Oh, a my clasp God. for heirs? <laughs> just go on fucking breeding spree? What the fuck? You gotta skip to that one. I'm gonna apply that one. That sounds like a fucking porno. <laughs> clasp of <laughs> Wait, what the... Dude, oh my god, this 
shit is so funny. Oh, here's another fucking fantasy series he did. And it has sorcerers in the title again. What the fuck are you doing? Here we go. Age of the Sorcerers. Not the Sorcerer's Ring. And not the other one. I Age forgot the, the name of it. Oh my. How many are in this series? Another eight. Wonderful. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> and the titles for these are so generic too. Oh my god. Realm of Dragons. Throne of Dragons. Born of Dragons. Ring of Dragons. Crown of Dragons. Dusk of Dragons. Shield of Dragons. And Dream of Dragons. This guy needs to get a different scheme. Just fucking just He's pulling random. shit out this of his This has to eyes. be like a random, random book title generator. <laughs> No, dead ass, dead ass. He did the um. He did this series called the Invasion Chronicles. The first book is called Transmission. The second one, this one shocked me, is called Arrival. Like the fucking Denis movie. He's trying to profit. Ascent and return. Ascent. So I, I gotta figure out if they are actually connected. What or arrival and the movie arrival? Because arrival is adapted off of something. What is the movie arrival adapted? Nope. <laughs> Something completely different. Never mind. He's just profiting out of it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, what a joke. He literally. Look. Look, I the swear. Shadows in the gorge. No fucking way. No fucking way. Did I just find another series? With sorcerers in the... T okay, never mind. It's the same one. Okay, I got really confused. What was I talking about before? <laughs> I fucking forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, podcasts. Never mind. Yeah, podcasts. Jesus Christ. I spent ten minutes making fun of this guy's shitty naming conventions. The bane of the force. I swear to God, that almost said foreskin. <laughs> The bane of the foreskin. <laughs> that I need a I need a movie. <laughs> I need the a bane. Porn. No, no, no. I need a porn called The Bane of the Foreskin. <laughs> okay, we need to stop. <laughs> we're gonna keep going too far. I think we're done with podcasts. I don't know what this topic was about anymore. Uh, I need to breathe for a second. Alright, we got two things left. We got two things left. Which one do you want to do of these two? I, I kind of want to save this one for last. Okay, yeah, we'll save it for last then. Alright, so, so we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk about a year at the Oscars. But you actually somewhat know this year. It's not like other years. Yeah. You at least know some of them. Even if you haven't seen them. 
Um, this is 2021, so 2020 movies. The year of Lorona. The big book. The big book. Where nearly everything big moved. So they had to nominate a bunch of indie movies. And it was like the lowest rated telecast of all time. Or one of. Yeah, because I thought next year... Oh, this was last year, right? No, this was two years ago. Oh, this... this The last one, I thought, was the lowest no, rated. The, with the Will Smith slap? Yeah. No, that, that, that was more. Because it had... Like Dune and Will Smith. By what? Like point one? No, so like uh twenty twenty one Oscars had ten million. Twenty twenty two had sixteen million. Ah. So it increased. Compared to the there was like twenty two thousand six that probably had like thirty million. Okay, got it. Mm. Dropped a lot. Dropped a lot. It, basically. Alright. So Nomad Land won to surprising literally no one. Nominated everywhere, won everything. You haven't seen it, but I think it's pretty good. It's it's sort of like a bit meandering in nature, but like how they use like real people as like fictionalized versions of themselves, or even not even, just like it's sometimes just the real. Pe- it's like literally nearly a documentary at some points. Uh, it's it it's. Okay. Then Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, that was one of the more popular ones. Netflix, baby. <laughs> I liked it. Aaron Sorkin, he wrote um, Social Network. Yeah. He directed and wrote this one. It was pretty good. I'm glad it got snubbed for director, though. That's really fun. Promising Young Woman. You haven't seen that. Do you know what that's about? Is that... Um... Carrie, in the lead. Yeah, I do know that one. Yeah, you know what? I was I was gonna say it was Carrie Mulligan, but I it is Carrie Mulligan. Sure. Okay, but yeah, that was nominated everywhere. And if there was a number two, it was probably this one. At least I think. Um, Mank, David Fincher Hollywood movie. That's another I think popular one. Yeah. Eh. It it got everywhere except BAFTA. Minari. That's what should have won, god damn it. We both agree that should have won. Yeah, Minari was so fucking good. Minari slapped. That got Critics' Choice and PGA. It didn't get BAFTA, despite getting director there and winning supporting actress. Steven. And then the Golden Globes counted it as a quote-unquote foreign language movie, and their rule is those can't get into Best Picture. Which is really fucking stupid. Is it not an American movie? It is an American movie. But it just happens to have Korean people in it. That's actually kind of... (laughs) Racist? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, you can't be in the best picture category because you're not American enough. (laughs) You're not American. Get out. And they didn't even nominate any of the actors. They didn't nominate the score or the screenplay. Literally, the only award it got was foreign language. That's so gross. So think of all the other, uh, like another like foreign film that actually deserved it for being a foreign film. And then here's Minari, which is a good movie, but it's still American. It doesn't count. And it wins. 
Because it doesn't count. Yeah, but mm. Sound of Metal also got Critics' Choice in PGA. Very good movie. If you haven't seen it, don't. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed. He's my fucking boy. He's so good in that. The Father is the only thing I haven't seen on this list. But it, uh, I hear it's good. <laughs> I hear it's good. Chad, Chad, mm, mm, we'll get to that. And then Judas and the Black Messiah is probably my second favorite of this. It doesn't count because it came out in 2021. But they extended the date because of La Rona. So, like... It was the next year, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it decided to count. So, the stuff that got snubbed, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the Chadwick Boseman film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then One Night in Miami, which was another sort of civil rights era activism movie. It was about an event that took place with Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. No, that's not true. Malcolm X, Sam Cooke. Oh, fuck, there's other people. I'm blanking really hard. But it's like a bunch of popular black figures got together at this, like, meeting in Miami. That's why it's called One Night Miami. It's crazy. It's wacky. What was Two Nights in Miami, though? (laughs) Then Borat 2 actually had a semi-decent shot. That's kind of weird to me. Borat. <laughs> it, it is weird, but in one Golden Globe comedy, it was nominated at PGA. And it was nominated, as you'll see, in Screenplay and an Acting Award. So it was actually kind of close. Okay, Director was also no shit. Uh, Chloe Zhao's. She won... For Eternals? Nope. <laughs> oh, goddamn it, snubbing Marvel again. Mm. Well, that didn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, One everywhere, nominated everywhere. The only person nominated everywhere, actually. So it was like, no. no yeah. No. Um, David Fincher for Mank, because David Fincher. Emerald Fennell. This is the first and I think only time two women have gotten into directing. Until this year. Nah, I think it's only just going to be Sarah Polly. Lee Isaac Chun from Minari. My boy. Got it nearly everywhere. He didn't get in that Golden Globe, but he got everything else. It's a very... I see it more as like directing of performances as opposed to anything else. Especially for the kid and the grandma, yeah. God, the kid's so good. Okay, um, then Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Which is an international film. Can't about wait for the drunk. Le- Don't they have Leonardo DiCaprio in that one? Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, so the one that got snubbed was Aaron Sorkin, who directed Travis Cars. He got snubbed. That's good. That shouldn't have gotten in. Actor. Here's the big upset Anthony Hopkins for The Father of Max. Yeah. Instead of Chadwick. Oh. I'm still gonna, salty. I thought you were going to say Stephen Yoon, but. Well, That's yes, right. but also, like, Stephen Young should have been supporting, but whatever. <laughs> oh, he... yeah, because it was more about the kid, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Anthony Hopkins only won at BAFTA and then won the Oscar over Chadwick, who had won everything else. Fucking sucks. 
Yeah. Like, I, I get why, though. Because, like, the father came out really late, and the people were seeing it, and apparently he's literally phenomenal. Like, one of the best acting winners in, like, a decade. So, like, I guess it was deserved, but, like, Shadwick, man. It was... It was literally just people that were like, I'm going to vote for this guy because everyone's going to vote for that guy. Basically. Like, it was an accident, and I'm sure... I'm sure he deserved it for the father, but... And he already had one for Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, like what? Like, (laughs) 30? 40 years ago? Mm, 1992. So, like, 30 years. I was thinking it was, like, later, early 80s, but... No, it was early 90s. But, yeah, Chadwick should have won it. I think. Even if the... the, Even if Anthony Hopkins is, like, better. I guess in quotes. Because they could be doing two completely different things. Right? I I wanted him, Chadwick, to win because of the narrative. Because he would never, ever win again. They built it up, too. They did! They shifted every category to have Chadwick at the end and then gave it to someone that was not Chadwick who wasn't even there. And then the And then the night ended. Like why build all of that hype up and then just fuck it up? I can't even ooh, Yeah. Still rubs me the wrong way. God, ooh, my, okay. Alright, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Got in everywhere. That was very good. Gary Oldman for Mank. He's Gary Oldman. Gary, Gary, Gary. And Steven Yoon for Minari. Very good. He shouldn't have been in lead, though. I mean, if if this was his only chance of getting in, then I'm glad he did, I guess. I did think I saw a video of the of the kid winning an award. Yeah, he won Young Actor at Critics Yeah, he, he, like, fucking cried. He shit. did, and yeah. people were like, oh my god, it's so cute. Right, the only person that had a slight chance of getting in was Tahar Rahim, a Middle Eastern person, for The Mauritanian, which is about a Middle Eastern person falsely accused of a crime. That's Jodie Foster in it. And stuff. Diversity? Diversity. <laughs> right, actress. Here's, here's a big upset. Frances McDormand wins a third Oscar for Nomadland instead of giving it to Carrie Mulligan for her first or Viola Davis her second. But it would have been her first for lead. Uh, But Frances McDormand was nominated everywhere and won BAFTA. Carrie Mulligan was nominated nearly everywhere and won Critics' Choice. Viola Davis was nominated nearly everywhere and won SAG. And then Andra Day for U.S. versus Billie Holiday, where she played Billie Holiday, was only nominated at two places but won Golden Globe. So this was a year where four different people won at four different places. So no one had any fucking idea what the hell was going to win. So they're just like, oh, Frances McDormand, you should win a third. <laughs> Now she's one of the few people to ever win three acting Oscars. And then she also won an Oscar that night for producing Nomadland. 
So she actually has four on Good for you. That guy who played Abe Lincoln still has the most, right? No, he only has three. The person with the most is Catherine Hepburn. She has four. She's the only acting winner with four. Oh, so she was the the person you were just talking about. or What? Right? No, no. Separate person. Oh. Now, there was two people nominated everywhere. Frances McDormand and then Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Very baby. The first, like, 30 minutes, she has a baby in her bed, and then it dies. That's kind of <laughs> kind of dark. Yeah. It's very baby. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Supporting actor. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Who won? Yeah. Yeah. Nominated everywhere. Won everything. That's what should have happened. He's so good in that. You haven't seen it yet. No. It's so good. It's so good. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night Miami. Got in everywhere. Sasha Baron Cohen, the funny man. He wore a fake afro. And he had like one monologue at the end. Otherwise, he was just like funny. He was nominated. Paul Racy is a real life. Uh, me. He's not me. He's deaf. So he got he got in. Now here here's here's something weird. All right. So no one knew. I guess okay. Warner Brothers for Judas and the Black Messiah put Daniel in lead and Lakeith Stanfield. Sorry, switch that. Daniel in supporting and Lakeith Stanfield in lead. And Lakeith was getting like no nominations. But then they put both in supporting. Even though they're technically both leads. But both got in support. Which makes literally zero fucking sense. I think they just wanted to fill the categories to be That's honest. true. But Lakeith Stanfield is also excellent. So I'm completely fine with it. And it's good that he got in over Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> he was nominated for playing a, a serial killer in this movie called The Little Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had greasy that hair. It was Oscar bait, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. It, you know who they snubbed, though? Alan Kim from Minaj. The kid is so good in that movie. I don't know why he didn't get it. Is it because he's a kid? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it is. God damn it. Old people hate young people. We're at that part of the generation. So. Grr. Child. All right. Now here's a good win. Yunya Jun from Minari. Yeah. Let's go. One sag and BAFTA won the Oscar. That's what should have happened, to be perfectly honest. She's so funny in that movie. It's so good. Haha, <laughs> Grandma P. Uh oh, Grandma had stroke that month. Alright, uh, Ma Maria Bakalova for Borat, subsequent movie oh, yeah. film. I remember That's a funny that. title. <laughs> yeah, she was nominated everywhere. She won the Critics' Choice. It's, it's similar to, like, Bridesmaids. It's like a comedy, but it's like a good comedy. So it gets screenplay and then an acting award. Yeah. Because, like, Melissa McCarthy got in for that, as well as the screenplay. Funny. Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. Fat lady. She says some funny shit. Ha, ha, ha. 
Alright, screenplay. I'm just going to skip to screenplay. Promising Young Woman wins. Eh. Like, there's at least three other things in this category I would have given it to. Minari, mainly, which only got critics' choice. No Golden Globe. No BAFTA. Didn't get Writers Guild. Shut out. For literally no reason. Maybe it's because it was in a different language. Crazy. Think about it. Judas and the Black Messiah gets in at the Writers Guild only, and then the Oscar. But see, for me, Promising Young Woman's win is weird. Because it's like, I enjoy... Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, she's good. I like some of what it does. And like, how it tackles like... I guess like the gender roles in society are kind of interesting. But then the ending is so fucking stupid that it tanks it for me. The fact that this was an awards player at all is actually shocking. Because it's like partly a thriller. It's also like a comedy. I guess. It's not like... A thromedy. A thromedy. Oh, ugh, that sounds weird. That's like an innuendo. <laughs> Alright. Uh, adapted. Screenplay. The father wins. British guy. Wins. <laughs> For adapting his own play. And it beat Nomad. The Dear Land. Evan Hansen moment. <laughs> uh, it beat out Nomadland. For the win. Bullrat 2 won the Writer's Guild. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's uh, weird. Because it's a lot of it's improv, but they did have to write a lot of setups. Well, then that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it is kind of bullshit. Um, okay, score. Soul wins. Do you remember the score in Soul? I literally feel like they just pulled that out of their ass. I mean, you, 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 like, nominated everywhere, won everything. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, it's, it's because. I remember one scene, and it's right when he first, like, falls off the stairs. And it goes to, like, the different dimensional layers. That's the one time. I I don't. The one time I I remember the score. I don't think they genuinely watch Pixar movies. I just think, oh, Pixar, good. Oh, yep, never watch. Okay, nominated wins. Bye. Because, like, they only won because music is a part of the soul, you know, that, that whole thing. Yeah, it has jazz. I do like some of the jazz stuff, but I thought that was original. Or, like, sorry, like, I thought that was stuff that already existed. Not new stuff. So I guess that's kind of cool. And they gave it to three people. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Atticus Ross, who he's a collaborator with. And John Batiste, who did all like the jazz stuff. The only person that talked that night was John Batiste. Because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross already won. So they let they let John Batiste talk. And that was that was kinda cool. Because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were also nominated everywhere, including the Oscars for Mank. So they're like, yeah, John Batiste, you get to talk. You get to News of the World gets in. Minari gets in. 
Minari is very like ethereal. It's like very, like it's. I don't remember. It's like kind of. Oh, maybe I do. I remember some of it, I guess. But the thing that gets in is the five bloods. It's the only award. Oh yeah, gets. I remember you talking about that. That sounds wild. It's a. I really like that movie. Actually, the fact that Delroy Lindo didn't get into lead actor is a fucking shame. You haven't seen it. You have to see it. You don't have to, but you should see it. I prefer war movies that are funny. It's about like the, the main one... character is a black yeah, make Trump supporter. But and he hates his son. But... He literally like even though he saves him from getting fucking exploded from a mine, he like disowns him and like lets him die later but... in a group. Like it's, he's such Sorry. But I'd rather watch Zac Efron deliver beer to people <laughs> and realize that war is bad. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's what that's what needs to happen. See, they didn't nominate Tenet. They didn't nominate Ludwig Göransson. God damn it. God damn it. Ludwig Göransson should win every year. He should years. win every year. He knows what the frick he's talking about. Oh my god, I could go on about the Mandalorian score. How it switches from the un to the Wild West in the first season from guitar to like electric guitar in the You're crying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, cinematography. Mank wins because black and white. That's it. <laughs> it won because black and white. And it beat out Nomadland which was naturalistic. I, don't, I think they barely used any fake lighting. Unless they were in like a house or something. Most of it was like shot from sunsets. And it's like a very good looking movie. News of the world gets in. Which is so cringy. <laughs> but Judas gets in. That's a very good looking movie. And then Trial of the Chicago 7 gets in. And that's a shitty looking movie. And it gets in over Tenet and Minari. And First Cow. I love Minari. Minari looked great. So did Tenet, because Christopher Nolan. Even if you hate his movies, you gotta like his visuals. But no. I just hate Christopher Nolan because everyone has fucking Interstellar as their favorite movie of all time, and it's really annoying. <laughs> Interstellar. What? Interstellar. Alright, I'm gonna skip editing. I don't think you care about that. Unless you want me to tell you Sound of sound. They had to edit the sound oh. into it, so it won't edit it. Wouldn't that be sound mixing, though? They it. This is the first year where they merged it. Oh, they merged it? Yeah. I did not know they merged it. That I mean, they merged it this year, and they merged it the year before with this. Well, I mean, are they two separate jobs, or yes. like, do they have an... Yeah, because, like, do they have an editor for sound and have an editor for... The movie? The movie itself? Yeah. Yeah. Two different teams? Yes. So why not just make it two different awards? It was. Sound editing, like, sound mixing, and then film editing. They, they think but they that, merged sound and then had editing. They think that too much awards keeps people away from watching the show. No one knows what think. the fuck is talking about. I, I, 
why didn't Minari get editing? Whatever, that's fine. Because no, nominate Shroud the Chicago Seven because there's like a cut every like two seconds. Lots and <laughs> lots and fast editing is good editing. Yes, well, I mean sometimes it is. Like Scott Pilgrim. Like, well, that and also like Whiplash. There's a lot of cuts, but it works really well. Like building tension and stuff. Or like your mom. Okay, Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim does have pretty good fucking editing. Yeah, I know. Oh my. Okay, production. Production design. Mank wins because 40s Hollywood. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's the only reason why it won. is because 40s Hollywood. Is that even why it's nominated for anything in the first place? 40s Hollywood? Yeah, basically. Yeah. That it's giant awards bait. 40s Hollywood. Tenet gets nominated here. So does Ma Rainey and News of the World. Tom Hanks. Costume design. Ma Rainey's Black Tenet. Bottom. No, you <laughs> Tenet's. Yeah. Uh, Mank gets in because 40s Hollywood. Emma because period piece. Mulan because. Uh, ah. uh, and then Pinocchio. You don't know this version of Pinocchio, but it's like an Italian version. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. Del Toro's still gonna fucking pop off. Del Toro. Hair and makeup. Ma Rainey wins. Mank nominated for no reason. Here we go. Visual effects. Tenant wins. But no one's reverse spectacle. Why? But, like, there's still reverse shit and stuff. Where's Endgame? Uh, Ron. Mulan gets visual effects. Dies. Uh, Midnight Sky. It's a George Clooney space movie. The one and only Ivan. It's about monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sound. Sound of Metal wins. Crazy. Why did Sound (laughs) And then Greyhound was nominated. Tom Hanks War Movie. News of the World is nominated. (laughs) Tom Hanks Western. (laughs) Tom Hanks. Mank gets nominated because they made it sound like an old movie. It had, like, the crackling audio and stuff. Well, I mean, that's kind of cool. And then Soul is nominated. <laughs> In sound. I get maybe if it was, like, mixing. But, like, that's kind of <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of... literally just because it's Pixar. Pixar. I'm telling you, there's a big conspiracy. <laughs> Disney, a conspiracy. Disney owns ABC, which the has Academy, forced yeah. the Oscars to be its only... Like, you have to shove a Pixar movie into as many Oscar uh, categories Or as even just Disney. Sometimes a Pixar movie's a dud. Like, it, why is Mulan nominated for costumes? I couldn't tell you. Because, like, Chinese culture, maybe? I mean, yet again, Suicide Squad won makeup, and they didn't nominate the Suicide Squad for VFX, so... So that's... You know, whatever. Doesn't matter. That... Fuck the Oscars. Okay, you're not going to be surprised about animated movies. 
<laughs> Big shocker. No way. So crazy. Soul went. You literally look like you want to die. <laughs> I, okay, I wouldn't hate Pixar this much if they would just fucking stop winning shit. It's actually kind of infuriating. I, I, I feel you. Right? I mean, Onward was nominated also, which is really... Want to explain the year Fantastic Mr. Fox lost? To Up? Yeah. You want to you wanna tell me about that? You want me to go on oh, an hour-long rant? Okay, you, go you want me to go on an hour-long rant? Up so was nominated up for Best Picture. Up is an overrated piece of shit. Well, <laughs> it's not a fantastic, piece of shit. I know. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to react. Well, Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of the greatest animated movies. It's certainly a better animated movie than Up. <laughs> okay. William Dafoe playing a rat. <laughs> oh my god okay we're losing it we're losing our minds okay every time we go to the animated category i'm just gonna fucking the go only insane. i can genuinely tell you every time it didn't win all right i'll tell you right now all right spider-verse was the last time this definitely huge fucking deserve mm-hmm. then before that even it was it Rango, so it was a seven-year gap. That's disgusting. I know! Not How to Train Your Dragon 2. Not, you know, when Marnie was there, instead of Inside Out. But whatever. Kung Fu Panda 2. I mean, that was the same year as Rango. <laughs> well, also, I will say Spider-Verse didn't have that much competition. But no. yet again, definite, definite. That's why Pinocchio's going to win this year, and I'm so excited. It should. Has if it, it been seven years? No. It's been Damn. Only like every four. seven. It's in a contract that Disney wrote, <laughs> I swear. Every seven years, someone besides Pixar can win. Um, Before Rango, it... Was it actually Happy Feet? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I think it was win. actually since Happy Feet. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Happy Feet. George Miller. At least he has an Oscar. I don't think it should have been for that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. Actually... <laughs> that's really funny. I mean, I like Cars more than Happy Feet. I'm just glad Pixar didn't win again. <laughs> um, but anyway, before that was oh, what was it? Oh, Wallace and Gromit: The Curse of the Werewolf. Gromit, got the crackers. <laughs> and then before that was Spirited Away. And then, yeah. Shrek, six of the twenty years of its existence, six times has it not gone to Disney. Six. That's how bullshit this is. I'm telling you, there's a conspiracy, and we're outing them out now. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, we want to end on something slightly more passionate. 
I'll get my notes out. We have updated our Game Awards predictions. We've updated them. We've done it. We did it. We're heroes, guys. You should praise us. <laughs> no. Um. So, I don't know if you did any other categories outside of Game of the Year at the Game Awards. I just did Game of the Year, yeah. Okay. I can go over some of my other updated stuff. So, we each had six in for Game of the Year and then six honorable mentions. Yeah. So, what, what were your six honorable mentions? My six honorable mentions were Tunic, Shredder's Revenge, Pentiment, Xenoblade 3, The Last of Us Part 1, and Rogue Legacy 2. These are ones that I think like, might be able to get in, but would be like that sixth one that like is kind of shoved. But like the Outer Worlds were just shoved back. It's just there to like fill please space. people and yeah. fill space at the same time. All right, my six are Neon White, Immortality, Xenoblade 3, Halo Infinite, Forsaken, and Splatoon 3. See, I would say Halo Infinite, but I just think it's a cyberpunk situation where there's just too much controversy. Like, I'll go into the hate. People just genuinely can't see that it's a well-crafted game. People Except, are that dumb. That's the fan base, though. The people that actually okay, yeah. award shit liked it. Alright. But IGN what? is actually biased when it comes to Halo, so. They like it? They literally gave every single Halo game like a fucking eight, so. Pun. They're actually really fucking biased towards Halo. It's like not even funny. Funny. Alright, so what's your, uh, what's, what's your six right now? It is God of War, if it comes out. If it, it'll come out before the due date. It's just if it'll have enough time to marinate. Oh, yeah. For people to want it to nominate it. Uh, Neon White, I think. Elden Ring. Horizon. I think that's another one that they're just going to shove in. Like, it's going to be Spider-Man. Or even the first Horizon. It's just yeah. there. And is nominated a ton, but just doesn't win anything. Immortality. And I actually genuinely think Stray is going to get nominated. I hate fuck everything that game came out this year. Okay. My six is Elden Ring at one. Horizon... Two God of War Ragnarok at three if it if they count it, Tunic at four, Last of Us Part One at five, and Bayonetta three at six. They do not nominate more than one indie if they nominate an indie at all. Yeah, they're gonna actively snub indie games to shove a big game into Game of the Year. That's just what happens. Do they at least have, I, I don't know, do they at least have like one Sony game and one Nintendo game each year? Nintendo gets in pretty consistently. There's been like yeah. two years where Nintendo has never gotten in. Or they didn't get in. But they get in, like Metroid Dread had one other nomination and got into Game of the Year over Returnal, which got Director, Guardians of the Galaxy, which won Narrative, was nominated for three other awards. Right, they will actively snub top tier shit to shove a Nintendo game into Jeff it. Keefe. Jeff, <laughs> did you see the the clip? There's a clip of Gamescom where they were talking the new about, one. Yeah, where they were taught where they were presenting High on Life. You know, High on Life. 
Oh, yeah. Rick and Morty people. For every single character. Not like, gonna be great. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. And he's like presenting it and he's like, what's the dude's, the creator's name again? Jeff? I don't recognize yeah, Or Jerry, Jerry something. But he's like, a new game from Jerry, whatever, Jerry Springer. I don't remember. Not Jerry like, Springer. I don't, oh I don't my god, no. <laughs> I don't remember it. And he's like, the crowd is like silent. It's like, Rick and Morty guys, don't you like that? Oh, it just cuts away to the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Morty! Rick and Morty guys, don't you like that? It just, just cuts. Jeff. What a fucking chat, bro. Uh, so can we both agree that Elden Ring is winning? I think we both agree Elden Ring is winning. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's a competition. Oh, well, like, <laughs> like Rick and Morty. Yeah, the thing... <sighs> Fuck. Another game goes to FromSoft. So, actually, what is interesting is that once when all the hype settled down, I did notice a lot of people started to go, like, that a lot of the, uh, like, the review system was busted. Because a lot of them only played, like, or, like, the journalists only played, like, 20 hours. Yeah. Or, like, like I did. But apparently the game gets really slow and tedious, like, the last, like, 10 hours of the game. I never got that far, but a lot of people just think like it's just generic open world game like the last ten hours. Yeah. Well see but here, here here's the thing that a lot of people that follow any awards, whatever. It, it's Steam is what people call it. So like something comes out right out of the gate and it has a fuckboat of hype. People think, Oh, this is gonna win. Like power of the dog. Last year's a great example. That comes out in September. It gets over-nominated at the Oscars. It's going to win, like, four awards. But because people have been praising it, it has, like, a 70-something on Metacritic. It's pretty highly rated on Letterboxd. Sweeps critics groups. Literally everyone's telling you Power of the Dog is fantastic. People are like, you know what? I'm sick of fucking hearing about it. We're going to give it to something else because I want something different. So they go with Coda. Like, the last week, they just changed their minds and went with Coda. <laughs> so you're saying Jeff Keighley might have a Chad Oscar moment. <laughs> see, no, see, my, my thought process is like, that happens at the like film stuff a lot. But what I notice from like the Emmys or the Game Awards, it's like, Shit that comes out in March still wins. Like, like, apparently people don't get that you're allowed to vote for something else. <laughs> like, I don't know what to... Like, the Emmys. Queen's Gambit came out in, like, October or November. But because it was too late for that year's Emmys, it waited ten months for the next Emmys and then beat out the shit that was really popular that year like stuff from really old 
oh. wins. They th- these races don't seem to have like steam at all on like film award tracking, I guess. So I when I was thinking about like could Elden Ring lose? Could people finally get sick of it and be like, you know what, this came out in February. It's been number one on everyone's list for like nine months. See Polygon's best 2020. It's number one, two, and four. On <laughs> number one, two, and four on Metacritic still. Like it's still the highest rated game of the year. Right? Like I don't I don't get Citizen Sleeper. I think Citizen Sleeper is a good contender too. I literally had this game installed and I was gonna play it the next morning. On September 1st, but it was removed from Game Pass. Rip. <laughs> Rip. And, yeah. Rogue Legacy. So, so, I think Rogue Legacy is actually the So, okay, so, like, my, my thought process was, like, could, could Elden Ring lose? Could people have been told the entire year, oh, Elden Ring's the best game of the year. It's the best game. It should win everything. That they turn against it. For something different, because they're sick of fucking hearing that Elden Ring's the best thing to ever come out. But I don't think it will, because what is that other thing? We'll find out. Because eventually, there's got there's got to be something else. <laughs> like I'm, we're not saying Elden Ring's well, a bad game. I mean, maybe maybe it is like Red Dead Two though. Maybe maybe it could be more. Or something comes out, but Elden Ring still wins. At like the there, end there's of the day. a game that's like overshadowing all the other games, but secretly, like everyone loves this game, but everyone's talking about well, this no, game see, because Elden Ring came out so early. Red Dead was yeah, loved because it came out like two weeks before the nominations. That's true too. Right, Elden Ring has had seven. time to sit. Yeah, so people are still. I know, because, like, for me, it's, like, could it be, like, a leathery choice at the end of the day to just say, oh, yeah, Elden Ring, because we're popular guys. We love this game because you love this game. Well, it's the biggest game of all time, right, guys? Ha, ha, ha. Elden Ring. I just, I, I, I want to think, I want to think that stats are meant to be like stats are meant to be broken right so my rule that shit that has to come out really early has to win maybe god of war comes out in like a week before the nominations or like nine days i think it is and people love it so goddamn much and people are it's on their minds when they're voting that maybe they give it to that that's genuinely the only other contender that I think could win. Is God of War. Unless there's a sleeper again. Like what? It takes two? I mean, it takes two did have some hype, I guess, because it came off of, you know, the prison break game. But <laughs> A way out. <laughs> yeah. That's free on Game Pass. You should play I know it is. <laughs> but, like, I think Narco is also a good one to keep an eye on. For See, I just... I really think 
Last of Us Part 1's getting in. Because they're basically just nominating the first one. Because they never got a chance to. <laughs> like where we stop. Anyway, do you have any picks for director, or was it just game of the year? I mean, if I was gonna go for director or direction, I think it's super obvious. The dude that does the Soulsborne games is yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, see, my director lineup is, is four for five with Game of the Year, but I threw in Halo Infinite. Because there's always a director contender that isn't in Game of the Year. That is a 100% stat. So, like, I don't know which game isn't going to get in, though. So my assumption is Halo Infinite gets in. Because I'm thinking, like, Returnal was a shooter game that didn't get in. Half-Life Alex was a first-person VR shooter game that didn't get in, right? I mean, Wolfenstein, uh, the second one, that was a shooter game that only got director. So my thought is, shooter game gets into director and nothing else, really. But maybe I'm overthinking it? I don't know. That's my thought. Also... You have to think Modern Warfare Two comes out this year. If it's if it actually is as good as the first Modern Warfare Two, then maybe it has to actually be as good. Otherwise, I'm not gonna consider. A lot of content creators have been playing it, and they think it's one of the worst Call of Duties in the past decade. The new Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, they they've been playing the beta and shit, and they're like, "Yeah, this is like the worst fucking oh my god Call of Duty worse than Vanguard? Decade. No way! Yeah, it can't be I, worse than Vanguard. Apparently, it has like mobile currency and shit. Oh no! Oh no! It's like, like think about it. It's the perfect time to monetize with mobile game shit because like. This is like Modern Warfare Two. This is rivaling the legacy of Modern Warfare Two, like the Call of Duty game. This is like the one everyone knows. That and maybe like Black Ops One or like the two. Um, yeah, that that's they came out but, a year apart from each other. So, but like that era, Modern Warfare Two had the media attention. That's true because shoot up your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to pick. Another thing that could get director and not game of the year is Neon White. I could easily see that getting director and then missing game of the year. I could really see that. So, Scorn also... Oh, shit. I definitely know it's getting in for Nintendos. No. No way. People love the first one. No! That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna, yeah. I I don't. I'm not gonna buy you it. Just wait. You just wait. I, I, if it's gonna be anything to be Bayonetta, I just wait. Mario and rabbits. I'm telling I, you. That's not. People gonna people happen. love the first one. That's I think gonna. Gotham Knights is the true competition against Elden. That's <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I I I would so wait, be shocked what? if Scorn is actually pretty good though. Because like the trailers are just like. Eh. 
I don't know what the hell is happening. Now, the true Kino, high on life. Uh, stop. <laughs> no. I can't. I, ugh, I can't. No. No. Anyway. Anyway. I, my narrative is really clunky. I have three Sony games. I've God of War, Horizon, and Last of Us Part 1. Is it cheating to have Last of Us Part 1? Yeah. yeah. Am I going to put it in anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I just... And then I have the two choice-based games. I have the, the Quarry and Immortal, Immortality. Yeah, which... There's a lot of narrative games this year. Holy cow. Uh-huh. I have two people in performance. I seriously don't know who the fuck is getting in, bro. Okay. Art Direction... I have Horizon winning still, because the past three years, hyper-realism and color equal art direction winner. Control had lots of reds and was was hyper-realistic, so that wins its only award. Gosu Tsushima is very colorful with leaves, but was semi-hyper-realistic with the facial animations and body textures and shit. Because you could see like their sweat and stuff still, so that wins, right? Then you have Death Loop, which is slightly magazine comic booky, but also you still have the hyper realistic character models and stuff. So that wins. I just think it's going to be in the similar trend of. The oh, last you. Part one. No, it's not colorful though. You need color to win. Why did part two win? It didn't. Ghost of Tsushima did. Oh yeah, that's right. Horizon is hyper-realism plus color. That's why it's going to win. And that's why Elden Ring is my number two. What if you give it to a game with good art style? No. (laughs) No. It's too much to ask for. Like, Pentiment is, like, actually using, like, went to, like, historians, and they're actually using, like, handwriting and shit that people had from that time. No one's gonna talk about Pentiment. Whatever. If you don't wanna use an indie for well, kind I have Tunic in Art Direction. That's gonna be their pick. <laughs> Funny man over here. They don't pick indies. They do. You fool. The Return of the Obra Dinn fucking won. Oh yeah, but that game looks fucking amazing. I know. I know. <laughs> Cuphead won. That's two indie games in a row. Uh, I don't know, man. There is some pretty big competition this year against Elden Ring. Wait, that comes out this year? November 8th, baby. Skull and Bones. Only on Xbox One and PS4. <laughs> oh, I mean... Are, are you sure that's not going to get delayed? It's going to get fucking delayed. <laughs> I'm so... Ooh. Ooh. I'm so scared of that release date. Sonic <laughs> is going to get... Fucking oblivious. Holy shit. It's not even fair. No. It's not even fucking fair. And then Sega's gonna be like, why didn't it sell? (laughs) Why didn't Sonic Frontiers sell? It looks like the kids just don't want Sonic anymore. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, no wonder. I have Last of Us Part 1 getting into art direction now. Because I'm a goober. (laughs) I'm a goober. Uh, my score winner, I have God of War Ragnarok. Maybe that's a stupid choice, but I, I have that winning score. Because then they can give it to Bear something. 
What the fuck is his last name? <laughs> no, I keep thinking Bear Grylls. It's not Bear Grylls. Uh, um, literally, no joke, my art direction picks are the same as my score picks. Just in slightly different order. Sound design, I have Elden Ring Wing. Honestly, this year has been a huge video game drop, in my opinion. Even it's mostly indie games that are saving it. Yeah. So, do you mean in terms of like AAA titles? Yeah, because I there there have been some banger indies this year, like Citizen Sleeper and Tunic have been popping out really hard. Also, I don't know if Two Point Campus counts as indie. But that's a really fun fucking game. It does. But then when we do get to the AAA games at the end, like A Plague Tale, people didn't really like the first one. New Tales of the Borderlands. Oh, fuck. Do I have to Is put that even... in narrative? Wait, that's coming out this year? Yeah. Do I have to put that in narrative? Yeah, pro... Wait, is it Telltale, though? No. Then no. Okay. Because <laughs> people fucking love the first so much. People like, it's... love the first one. Gotham Knights, bro. Really? I seriously don't know what's getting into innovation in accessibility. Did Sony do anything innovative this year with, like, their games? Did Horizon have anything? There was one game that I just literally just... Bro, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, there wasn't... I mean, it's kind of hard to tell for that one without playing the game, because... The Last of Us Part 2 was actually, like, insane. But, yeah. I mean, either way, those that's what I have. I have one indie. Maybe that's dumb. Maybe this could finally be the year we get two. Oh, that got delayed. Yeah. Next year is going to be fucking packed, though. Dead it's Space Remake Forsaken. Dead Island 2, Hogwarts Legacy. This is all early. What Resident Evil 4 remake. Jesus. So soon. Fucking Christ. Oh yo, Wo Lang Fallen Dynasty. The, isn't that is that Wo Lang? Um, Wo Lang. Isn't that? Uh, those are the people who made uh, Ninja the new Ninja Gaiden games. I think. They are. Team Ninja. Oh shit. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's spring? That's so fucking soon. The Suicide Squad game? No. Breath, Breath of the Wild, of the Wild 2. 2. Yeah, that's really close. Final Fantasy 16. Forza Motorsport, what, 8 or something? Uh, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. Oh, yeah, the new Aliens. Hopefully that's good. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. The sequel to remake. Stalker 2. Minecraft Legends. Diablo 4. Spider-Man 2. Ark 2. Uh, Street Fighter 6. Redfall. The Expanse from Telltale. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Starfield. Midnight... Marvel's Midnight well, Suns, maybe. I think feel like they could come out next year, though. Because, like, this has gameplay, right? Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Oh, my God. Um, 
Bro. I love the art style. It's so cartoonish. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 is a sequel to Alan Wake. <laughs> no way. Oh, speaking of um, The Outer Worlds 2, there's a, actually a theory or a rumor out there that The Outer Worlds 2 might come up before Avowed. Really? That's kind of weird. What a yeah. packed year. Next year, there's literally going to be like a AAA game like once every like two weeks. Or maybe more if you're into different genres. I, I have a specific genre I like. Because of all the delays, yeah. I'm just waiting for those Bioware RPGs. Bioware. To be mediocre. <laughs> you're waiting for, I'm waiting uh, for Obsidian to release for... literally anything. <laughs> I'm waiting for Obsidian to release literally anything so I can play it and then go, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Oh my gosh, this shit's Kino. All right, all right. We we got it. We gotta plug the socials. Oh yeah, Chillmart. We are the real Chillmart on Instagram, on Twitter. We are oh, Brendan Fleischer. Uh, at Chili Marty sixty nine on Letterboxd. We're Chillmart, and if you really want to look at the dead <laughs> YouTube channel, we are Chillmart Podcast. And then you can find us on Spotify. I forgot to mention this before, but you can find us on Spotify. Uh, Chillmart. Thank you for listening. Sorry for blabbering on about Brendan Frazier for 20 minutes. <laughs> Brendan. Uh, Brendan. 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 This is where you're supposed to stop when I say Brendan.